When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, checkout's not until four, so. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota. Let's go places. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Listening to Fox Sports Radio. Oh, good evening, everyone, as we're coming to you live from the Fox Sports Radio studios. It's brought to you by Geico. 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate. Quote, Aaron Torres, Artie Spanier, great Saturday night. Did I come uh, late tonight, Torres? Am I late tonight to the party or what? In what sense, Arnie Spanier? Well, it seems like you've been doing the show on Twitter for about an hour now. You're fighting with every. I'm like, yeah. You're, you, I got your Twitter uh, tweet deck, and it's rolling, and it's like one after another. You're going back and forth with like a million people. I'm like, did I, did I come late to the party or what? No, I mean, listen, I, I think Arnie, and, and we're going to spend the next three hours talking about this. Oh, yeah. It's It's been um, a frustrating week, and I think there's passion on both sides. Uh, and what I would say very simply, and we got plenty of time to discuss this over right. the next three hours, my only frustration this week, and I know that I speak for a lot of people, is not that football was canceled, but that it was canceled without even attempting to see if it was safe. 
Uh, and so that's where my frustration comes oh. from. And if people disagree with that, I think that's about the most common middle of the road yeah. thing I can say. Uh, but if people disagree with that, you can't keep everybody. Uh, based happy. on Twitter, you must have said a lot more than that, my friend. I can tell you. Why? That, What's going uh, on? You, uh, just you guys going back and forth and this and that. And this. Well, all right, look, we got a busy show. You want to be part of the show. It's real simple. On a Saturday night, lots to get to. Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius One. Pete Futek going to join us at about 20 past the hour. Obviously, a lot of college football to get to. We'll start going through the first round of the NBA, because now we got the uh, uh, matchup. So uh, kind of curious to see where you think the upsets are going to be. Of course, Bernie Fratto in the power hour, the show as we go live out to Las Vegas. But to start things off, when we were doing the show last week, last Saturday, I think we were hearing the rumors. They were strong, nothing official. They were, Pac-12 was bowing out. They aren't, they are. They, you know, nothing was official, I think, until what, Monday, I believe, Aaron? Um, what happened? What happened this whole week? How were your emotions? Because I got to tell you, I'm, I'm emotionally drained. <laughs> I am, and I don't know if it's for the, as Clay Travis calls, the Corona bros. Um, I felt, so you know and everybody else knows, we should have been playing football. The Power Five conferences should have been on the same page, and we all should be out there. And and obviously you see what's going on with the Big Ten right now with some of the parents from some of the schools out there. I thought it was a major mistake. And I always bring up what goes here in Vermont. We have the lowest infection rate out of anybody in the country. And we have, like, new infections. When we hit, like, double digits 10, uh, people start to freak out. <laughs> and No, I'm being serious. And all of a sudden – they decide to cancel high school football for seven-on-seven touch football here, not even flag. They're going to do touch football. And if we can't play football in the state of Vermont where our infections are a total of 1,500, that's not for the five months or whatever. That's that's for the whole five months, I mean. That's not for one day, one week, one month. That's, that's the whole five months plus 1,500 total. Why aren't we playing tackle football here like they are in high schools in 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 Texas and Florida and California? I'm 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 just my head is spinning. What is going on with college football right now? I think it's crazy. Well, it's certainly crazy. I mean, it's it's obviously going to be unprecedented if some of the conferences move forward and some don't. And we'll find out in both directions. Uh, could the SEC, Big 12, ACC cancel? Is there a possibility? I don't think that the Big 10 somehow starts the season back up. Uh, but with all of that said, um, it is a surreal time. And and I'll be honest, Arnie, I don't think there's any great answer right now because I think even after all of these months, we still haven't seen what it looks like when kids get on the field. And, and I know you want to compare high school to college to the pros, but obviously each level has different situations and different benefits and drawbacks. And one of the benefits that the Big Ten has that they don't seem to care about is the fact that they can test, they can spend the money to do so. So obviously, look, I'm, I'm not going to lie, I didn't spend a ton of time reading up on the Vermont high school rule book uh, <laughs> prior to us going on air, but uh, but what I would say is that it does feel as though, um, you know, I, I feel as though the Big Ten made a decision in haste this week. Maybe you disagree. You know, I and we're going to see which side everybody's on, but the fact that 
only three conferences are going to play and two decided to bow out out of the power five. That's like getting married and having your wife go on the honeymoon alone. It, it just, it, it just doesn't feel right. It's empty. It's, it's just, it's, it, it's not I right disagree. at all. <laughs> you disagree. You think it's okay for two of the three of the conferences to play. And that has the same feeling as all the conferences playing in college football. Yeah. I don't know if I would compare it to a honeymoon. What I would yes. compare it to is you're going on a trip with, uh, with five of your buddies, something comes up, and, and two of them are afraid to go, but you and two of your other buddies still want to go. You guys shouldn't not have to go because somebody is worried. And what, what I think is important is the, the SEC, the ACC, the Big 12, nobody came out this week and said, we are playing. We will play. We are on the field. What they said was, we need more time. The, the data that we believe the Big 10 used, we don't feel the same way about that data as they do. Um, and we're going to move forward and see what we can do. Uh, so, so to me, I, I don't think it's an apples to apples analogy. It would be disappointing, Arnie. But if you're if you're good enough to play this season, I don't understand why you wouldn't. And so, it'll be interesting to see these next couple of weeks. And I want to know where the listeners stand on this. I mean, there's only two sides you could be on. There's there's no middle of the road. So, Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinkin' Genius one. Which side are you on? Do you think what the Pac-12 and the Big Ten did was the right thing to do by canceling football? Then you're on that side. If you if you think they should be playing football like I do, uh, then you're on the side of the ACC, the SEC, and the Big Ten. So you think they should play football? Yeah, I think I think they I, should all be playing football. I, I don't like that it's split. It feels empty to me, and I wish everybody was going to be on the same page, but I'm glad at least three of the conferences are going to play. But it, it still feels wow. empty. It still feels empty to me. That you know, three of the covers are going to play out of the out of the five major ones. Though. To use the term that you have embraced the last couple weeks, uh, you have been a Corona bro all wow. along, Arnie Spanier. Now you flipped to the dark side with me. We th- we should play. What happened? What changed well, your mind? It, it's 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 not just so much the game of football. Okay, I love football. We all love football. We all want to see the game of football. It's it's not that I'm doing this from a selfish reason. Um, that we do the college football show. Us aside. Um, of course, we want to do the college football show, so we want everybody to play, even the smaller conferences. That that's not the point. I, I feel if we if we go ahead and shut down college football, we are going to have the effects for so long that we don't even understand right now. And I'm talking about the financial ramifications um, for college towns, yep. um, for, for the mom and pop stores out there, for for universities. You're going to see. Um, sports programs get cut like Stanford did. The ramifications are going to be so harsh that it, it, it I don't think we could withstand it. I, I, I think it's going to cause such a ripple effect. It's going to be like a tsunami. And and you don't see it until it's too late. Yep. That's why I feel, yeah, I'd love to watch as much college football and we do the show, Aaron, but that that's not the point. We We've got to be careful of what we're doing here, and I, I think we're, we're on the verge of having something terrible happen if we cancel all the college football. Yeah, and obviously, you know, you and I stay away from politics on this show, but I think that's a conversation that really speaks to the larger national discourse on this virus to begin with, is I think we all understand why we had to shut down at the beginning, but, you know, the longer you stay shut down, the longer the, ram- the, the bigger the ramifications will be in the bigger picture. And so, to me, that's the fascinating part of all this, is where do you draw 
the line of you obviously want to keep your players safe. And that's the one thing that gets lost in all this. Say what you want about the Big Ten. Say what you want about the SEC, whatever side you're on. Nobody wants players not to be safe. But like I just said a minute ago, you have to weigh the pluses and minuses, the risk and risk analysis and all of those kind of things because at some point you do have to move forward and move on with your life. And so to me, the question that I have is if the Big Ten really deems that it's not safe. Um, first of all, there's so many conversations about this heart condition that if, right. if it's that big of a deal, why is the NBA playing? Why is Major League Baseball playing, et cetera? But at the same time, you, if, if you're saying you can't play now, does that mean we're not playing winter sports, spring sports? Are we not playing until there's a vaccine? Uh, what does that mean? Because when you make this decision, as you said, Arnie, there are ramifications now and in the future that we can't even see. And and the the money and I know people are saying we who cares about the money when we you know when, when we have health to worry about I can't argue about that but you know you're going to shut down college towns and we bring up the Wisconsin numbers we bring up the Alabama numbers Texas numbers these universities are are going to and that's the big ones what about the smaller ones Aaron what are, what about the ones that don't have the money. Or, you know, the endowment that, like, a Stanford has of $27 billion. Look at, I got to read, uh, we're getting a lot already. If you want to get in on Twitter, Aaron underscore Torres, I'm in Stinking Genius 1. Like Sean says, stop blanking about college football. Seriously, who gives a blank? We've had four months to complain about this, and now we have NHL, NBA playoffs, UFC, or we had Major League Baseball, and you want to start the show by complaining. Hashtag WTF. Yeah, I, th- I do think there's something to be said about, you know, you and I have to find that balance of what to talk about to celebrate the sports that are on the court, on the field, on the ice. But this is the biggest story in sports right now, and this is a story, uh, I, I don't even know how to say it. it, it involves political stuff, it involves educational stuff, and I think it's something, Artie, I mean, maybe there's some people out there that don't really have a strong opinion on this, but I feel like for the most part, everybody really does, even if you're not a college football fan, because of the reasons that you said, because of the implications it has on women's sports, on smaller men's sports, on towns, on restaurants, on bars, on all of those things, this is the biggest story in sports right now. And yeah, if it was, if we had Game Four, of the NBA Finals tonight, it might be a different deal. But we don't. We, we, we. This is the story that we have to focus on right now. Remember when I told you you're on one side or the other? There should be no middle ground. JT wears a mask. Right? Said, um, I don't really have a side on this one. The virus is a terrorist that is localized. What is happening in Vermont is not happening in Seattle, Washington. More importantly, we could put the rest of the argument. Uh, that the Power Five is going to pull away from the NCAA. Yeah, I don't. I agree. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. Though, a lot of parents now are coming out from the schools of what Penn State, Iowa, um, what was the other one out there? Nebraska, Nebraska, Ohio State as well. Yeah, yeah. They they uh, they want to play football, and and parents want their kids back on campus. They're they're uh, they're screaming loud from the rooftops. We want our kids back in school, and we want to be playing uh, football, and they don't seem to be getting their voice across. Well, I, I, I disagree with that. I mean, I think their voice just started coming across the last couple days, if not the last day or so. Too little, too late, maybe. Well, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Does it mean anything in the bigger picture? Does the Big Ten actually listen? But I'll tell you this. I do think this is a PR nightmare. I do th- Listen, I don't want to speak for everybody. I think most people are on our side, Arnie. Not that you have to play. 
that you needed to give it a little bit more time and there was no reason to cancel on August 10th or August 11th or whatever the day was. And so I think when you talk about the frustration of the parents, the frustration of the players, uh, the frustration of people in these communities, I think this is a PR nightmare. I don't know how it goes away for the Big Ten. I don't think they're going to reinstate football, but I don't think they're going to get these people off their backs either. You know, Aaron, one thing, and, and I know we're going to get the Pete Futek coming up, but I and I really don't know how to react. When I hear a school, um, they do testing, and all of a sudden 10 kids come back with it or 15 kids, am I supposed to go, oh, my goodness, shut it down, close the school? Or am I supposed to say, okay, that's expected. Let's uh, quarantine for a week and, and get back to normal. I, I don't even know how to react anymore when, when I find out Notre Dame or whatever school, Oklahoma. Yeah. I, I don't even know how to react anymore if, if, if they come back positive. Well, listen, what I would say, this is my personal opinion. You can disagree. We have, like I said, three hours to discuss. But I, the reason that the SEC pushed the season back to September 26th was because they wanted to see what would happen when students came back to campus. And they believed, and they've talked about publicly, that they believed that cases were going to go up when students came back, that it was inevitable. The question is, after a week or two, can we get those cases in check, or does it keep getting worse and worse and worse and worse and worse? This, again, though, is why the Big Ten didn't have to make this decision, because they didn't have the most important piece of data, which was how this, how this virus impacts a college campus with college students on it. And yes, we will get to the NBA. You get to, first of all, you know my Lakers aren't going down to Portland, so everybody stop Uh-oh. it. So that's yeah. why we're not leading with the NBA. Yeah, just stop with that already. I'm tired of that whole baloney. Oh, they're going to lose to Portland. We'll get to a lot of NBA. You want to get in. Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius One. When we get back, though, collegefootballnews.com, our buddy Pete Futek stops on by. We'll clear up the whole college football thing. Will uh, the uh, ACC, SEC, and Big 12 change their mind? Will the Pac-12 and the Big Ten, will they change their mind? We'll ask Pete all that. That's coming up next right here on Fox Sports Radio. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Smart journalism. Fascinating topics. Words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish. Streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. 
Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is gonna be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. All right, good evening, everyone. Welcome back to the Fox Sports Radio Studios. This segment brought to you by Geico. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Artie Spanier. You want to be part of the show. Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius One. Let's get right to our guest from College Football News. Love having on our buddy Pete Futek. Pete, how do you feel right now? Are you happy that there's three conferences playing football? Or are you just bummed out that uh, two of them aren't playing and we feel like it's we're not on the same page? How are you feeling right now? Freaking exhausted is what I am. Like, <laughs> like, look, it was last Sunday after. We're, we're, this has all happened in the last week. And it seems like it's everyone's saying this about everything right now. It seems like it was, you know, two months ago that we were dealing with really this, which we kind of were. But it really was late Sunday afternoon when it started to come out that all of a sudden things were, you know, blowing up across the college football landscape. And look, it's, it's crazy because. There's so much different news out there, and it's it's gone predictably right down partisan lines of everything else right now, and it's a mess. And there's and look to give some credit to you know all sides here. Everyone's trying to do the right thing by them. They're trying to figure it out. Nobody wants to lose money. Everyone wants a college football season, but this is hard. So I give credit to everyone for trying their best here and trying to do the right thing, but everyone can be seeing the same exact thing and see it in different ways. Pete, the big news, uh, I think today, well, one of the big pieces of news, as you said, the news continues to come fast and furious, is uh, all these Big Ten parent coalitions, if you will, it's nothing official, but Ohio State, Penn State, Iowa, Nebraska are pushing that they want more clarity from the Big Ten why the decision was made. Will this ultimately end in anything? Is there any way possible the Big Ten can somehow overturn the decision that was already made earlier this week? I mean, they, they can. I mean, my... I, <laughs> I'm so many. I'm gonna tread lightly here because, and I say this because I always get in trouble. But remembering that, look, I, my business has the words college and football in it. So, like, remember, I need a college football season, but it's a game. Like, parents, it's like I get. I don't. You don't want your kids to be sad, but like, it's just a sport. It's a game. Like, there are worse things in this world. Look, the Big Ten. If we're gonna to try to be, assume that everything they're saying is on the up and up. They're doing this because they're trying to keep the kids safe. Like, yeah, we might be not, you know, there's different, like, no one's dogging the Pac 12 right now. I, I think part of that is because, look, Stanford's not allowing kids back on campus. USC's not having kids on campus. There's a little more clarity. They came out with the, the, article which nobody apparently read uh but they put out their guidelines as to why they're shutting down the season i was like okay okay cool pac 12 but it's not really sitting well with the big 10 types and 
look, it's an angry letter, and if you read the letter, it's essentially every talking point by every angry Nebraska and Ohio State and their Big Ten fan on Twitter over the last week, all wrapped up into one. I mean, Big Ten's not going to do anything about it. Look, I get it. You know, parents are frustrated. Everyone's sort of frustrated. But they get their eligibility. They don't lose it. They can still go to college. You're not getting kicked out of college. Like, I get it, but come on. it's They're trying to keep them safe. But you're right. The Big Ten does have to kind of say something. I kind of think if they come out and say, hey, look, our medical guidelines to us, our medical advisors told us that it is not safe to play college football this year. Yeah. And we're, we don't know how to tell. And it comes down to this. And this ties into the other big news of the day, which kind of got blown off is the, what the Pac-12 said in its letter, about, in its uh, explanation, uh, were three things. One, they just don't think it's safe to play a contact sport right now. Two, they couldn't figure out the travel. But the big part of this is they couldn't figure out the testing. They didn't rely on the testing. It wasn't fast enough. It wasn't easy enough. It wasn't reliable enough. And they, they flat out said, look, once there's better testing, we're kind of cool. And what came out today is the, the ex-Obama uh, uh, health uh, advi- main health advisor, you know, came out with a thing today showing that, look, there's this company through what the NBA sponsored that has come out with a rapid test that is, that is only like 10 bucks. You get it in three hours. It's as reliable as it comes, and the FDA fast-tracked it, so it's ready to roll pretty soon. There is your game changer. So part of the thing is, and this is where I get it, when it comes to the Big Ten and Pac-12, especially considering the, the Big Ten shut it down uh, w- way over a month before they really kind of had to, is that SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey saying every single day something changes. Every hour something changes. Well, today we got that big change. And, man, if they can really put this together so the SEC players are getting tested like the guys on Hard Knocks are getting tested and the NFL guys are, then all of a sudden you got something there. Pete, what's going to happen if you're exhausted now? What is Twitter going to be like two, three, four weeks into the season if everything's okay and the Big 12 and the ACC and the SEC, there's no problems, they're playing football. What is Twitter going to be like for the Big 10 and the Pac-12 out there? Yeah, you know what? I have the the exact same Uh, reaction I had uh, with my kids uh, in summer camp where we didn't send our kids because we didn't really rely on what they were saying. It looks like it all went fine. You know, great. We don't want anybody to get this. You know, hopefully it all goes great. So if you're the Big Ten and the you know, and the Pac-12 and you see everything go off without a hitch, you're like, that's fantastic. Then here we go. Let's figure it out for the spring or we'll, you know, for the fall that we can do this again. It's all good. Look, sorry, but we were trying to do this out of an abundance of caution. And sorry, Big Ten parents. We wanted to keep your we – we weren't 100% certain we could keep your kids safe. So sorry for that. But now the flip side of that, and this is the part I really get, and it's starting to come out today, every school that has opened up for more than 10 minutes already has outbreaks. And we're going to see that story times 20 on every campus over and over and over again. And that's a part of this where, yeah, again, this is where the inconsistency is the problem for the Big Ten. And I get it. I'm 100% with them on this. Again, the Pac-12 – it's sort of shutting down campuses. They're really doing things remote. So they're like, look, this is kind of all part of our thing. So, look, you might not agree with it, but at least it's a call. At least they're saying this is, this is our stance and we're going with it. Okay, like it or not, at least you're consistent on it. 
But if you're a Big Ten parent, and look, I have a friend who's taking his, her, his daughter up to Michigan, they're going to drop 70 grand this year on a streaming service, you know, where she's just wow. going to be sitting in her dorm and doing this. Like, <laughs> I, and they're not playing football. So I get it. I totally get it. Pete, I have kind of two questions back-to-back. First of all, where are you doing this interview from? Because it sounds just lovely. I hear the crickets chirping. Uh, I'm very jealous here in L.A. that I cannot get that. Secondly, I was going to ask you also about exactly what you just referenced, is the um, the, the the positive tests that are going to happen inevitably when players, uh, when students, excuse me, come back to campus. How do we balance this was inevitable, which is what Greg Sankey and the powers that be have been saying all along, with this isn't safe at a certain point. Where Where is that line? How do you feel? It's obviously all opinion and speculation, but what are your thoughts on that? Also, the cricket sound uh, first of all, I, First of all, I'm doing it in my basement closet with the ASMR, you know, kind of what? overview. It sounds and, and, Arnie, do you not hear crickets? I, I hear crickets. I am. I'm walking through a park right now. It's, it's My headphones are picking everything up. Talk and walk. This is, you know, when there's nobody around, it's fantastic. Uh, so yes, I am a, in a park in nice seventy-two degree weather at night. So it's, it's pretty, pretty snazz. Uh, in terms of quick, like, look, I don't know. Like, I am, I am so torn on the opinions of what to do and what not to do because I get it from all sides. Like, I, I like, I understand. It. There's the problem is right now. This is a situation that requires the ultimate of nuance, and we're just not built for that conversation <laughs> right. where there's any sort of. Uh, yeah, but this, 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 like, look, let's be honest here. And this, you know, no one likes this. And, but the reality is the graphic came out. And if you look at which states are playing football, and which aren't for the most part, it's uh, really going along a red state, blue state line. And the difference is there's different guidelines in, you know, the, the different states, there's different governors, there's different levels of risk tolerance. You know, there's whole different sets of rules and regulations and, uh, again, if you have kids on campus, there is a ma- major part of me that thinks if you are in the structure and discipline of a college football setting, you probably have a better chance if you are away from the rest of the regular student body as much as possible. So I, I don't know. We're going to see how this all works, but I'm, I have no real opinion on this. I know what I would probably do if it was my kid, but that's not that's just me. You know, like I probably wouldn't let my kid play football in the first place. But uh, look, that's but that's me. Like I don't know what the right answer is, and nobody. So everyone's just trying to figure it out and come up with the best answer. And you know what? We'll see. I it's it, it's such a crazy, crazy time that all right. If you if you want that risk tolerance and you want to go for it, I, there's part of me that says all right, go for it. You know, do it. I there's no right answer at least at the moment. Because the only right answer in this world right now for anything, if you really want to do it, is like, no, shut it all down. And that's just not realistic right now. He's Pete Futek. Check him out at College Football News. Pete, always a pleasure. Enjoy your walk. Enjoy your evening, buddy. We'll speak to you later on. Later, guys. I'll try to avoid the skunks around here. They're flying around here, too. It's great. <laughs> Take care, Pete Futek. Thanks, Pete. Collegefootballnews.com. All right, our first check-in with the Sager to see what's trending tonight, what's going on to Sager. Well, it's a warm weekend for starters. It was 106 degrees outside our studios today. Woo! I looked it up. Wow. It's, it's in Vegas. It's still 106 right now at night. Did you guys move to Phoenix or something? What's <laughs> up, man? Yeah, exactly. You know, parts of Texas, it's in the 90s still at night. So Dodgers 
Rangers Angels, it's a warm weekend in Anaheim. They have a day game tomorrow also. I think it was 90 degrees for the night game last night. Fortunately, it's down to 80 for them tonight. And the Angels have taken the lead. There are three late ball games going. Angels are up 5-4 in the sixth against the Dodgers. And Mike Trout hits a two-run homer in the first inning. That's nine for him this year. The Padres' young star, Fernando Tatis Jr., hit his ninth home run of the season. Arizona's holding on 7-6 over San Diego with two outs in the ninth. Padres making it interesting because they've scored two in the eighth and three runs in the ninth. One out to go for Arizona to finally wrap it up. And at Colorado, two outs in the ninth. Texas is leading 6-4. In fact, just now got the final out on a K. 6-4, Texas has beaten Colorado. So the Dodgers moved into first place by a game last night in the NL West. The Dodgers might stay, the way scores stand now, stay a game in front because Colorado, again, has just lost. The Reds' home games tonight and tomorrow were postponed against Pittsburgh after a Cincinnati player tested positive for COVID-19. Guess where the Reds are scheduled to play their series next weekend? St. Louis, Missouri. The, oh, Car- the Cardinals had no games, zero, in the month of August jeez. until today. They were 2-3 and three on the season and then had a doubleheader in Chicago and swept the White Sox 5-1 to one and 6-3. to three. Milwaukee won in 10 innings at the Cubs, 6-5. to five. That game in Buffalo tonight, the Toronto Blue Jays' home park, yeah. didn't finish. Rain in the fourth with Tampa Bay up one nothing. So after waiting a couple hours with the rain delay, they just suspended the game and weather permitting, they'll continue it tomorrow and then play the regularly scheduled game <laughs> with those two. The Yankees DJ LeMahieu left the win over Boston with a sprained thumb tonight. He's batting 411. Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton are already out. Clint Frazier wearing a mask at the plate at a home run and five RBIs as the Yankees beat Boston 11 to five. You know the Boston Red Sox have not only lost six. In a row, their record is six and fifteen already this season. Worse than Seattle, which is seven and fifteen. Seattle lost a two-one decision at Houston. Another win for Baltimore. Another win for the Oakland A's. They got four in the ninth to win at San Francisco, seven to six. NBA New Orleans Pelicans fired coach Alvin Gentry. Portland won the playoff game. That was a thriller today, beating Memphis. 126, 122. The Grizzlies are eliminated. They went two and seven at the restart in Orlando, blowing the eighth seed. In the NHL, the four hockey playoff games are finals. Boston, after finding out their goalie left, oh, went out and won three to one against Carolina. Star goalie Tuka Rask left, opting out of the postseason. Tampa Bay and Arizona got wins. Top seed Vegas two one over Chicago. So the Golden Knights are already up three games to none in their first round playoff series with Game Four tomorrow. And the Packers gave nose tackle Kenny Clark a four year extension. Back to you. All right, thanks to Sager. Welcome back to the Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's brought to you by Geico. It's easy to save. 15% or more in car insurance with Geico. Just go to geico.com or give them a call. 1-800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, well, that's figuring out which way is easier. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Marty Spanier. You know what, Torres? Uh, we're getting a lot on Twitter. Uh, why don't you answer Roberta? And I, I don't think you got this one, so I'll read it to you. Why don't you okay. answer it first? But she's a long-time listener. Sure. So here's what she has to say. I'm so disappointed in both of you. You should know better. This is a life or death decision. A college kid can bring the virus home and it could kill their parents or grandparents. Stop talking only about money. Younger people, children too, can catch it. Yep. No, I agree 100% with Roberta. And let me explain why. Well, wait, no, 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 no. Let me explain okay, why. Okay. okay, okay it's okay. because if these players don't play football, 
they first of all, if they play football, they're going to be on campus, away from their parents, away from right. home. Right. Uh, they're going to be tested multiple times a week. And if they don't play football, guess where a lot of them are going to be sent home? They're going to be sent is to home, is right. to it's, live with mom and right. dad, is like to live with Like they did grandma. with Oklahoma and nine came back with the, uh, with the positive test. Exactly. And so, right. Roberta, you just answered your own question. We appreciate you chiming in, but I agree 100%. Is that the safest place they can be is actually away from their parents, away from their grandparents, away from aunts and uncles, away from people with pre-existing health conditions, on campus, getting tested, and ideally, if it allows, if it's safe, to play football. Yeah, Pretty easy I, answer. No, no, and, and I agree. And again, and I know she put in there, well, it's not, stop talking about the money. Look, it's not, I'm talking about somebody's salary here. I'm talking about businesses. I'm talking about towns, universities, colleges that have a, you know, have an impact on, on, on future lives here. Kids, you know, what's going to happen with college tuition and it just, you know, mom and pop stores. And, you know, that has to be a play in it. That has to be considered because, I mean, really, you take away that, you're taking away people's livelihood, uh, their chance to make a living, their mental health, mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff that you're taking away at that point there, Aaron. No, 100%. And a point that I made throughout all this was brought up earlier this week. Joe Burrow brought it up. He said, if I did not have last season, uh, I'd be looking for a job right now. And so I bring all this up because there there have to be other factors other than Uh, just what will happen if these guys play. And that is exactly what you said, their mental health. By the way, the mental health of of their parents who, you know, I'll tell you this. So I had uh, Mick Cronin, UCLA basketball coach on my podcast day. He said one of the biggest issues his guys have right now, they have not been allowed to return to campus. Their parents are having trouble feeding the kids. They got 6'10", 6'11", 280-pound kids coming back home and living at home they they don't eat like uh you know a thirteen year old or even a, a eighteen year old that's five foot ten and so these are all factors that have to be weighed in and I'm not saying if it isn't safe don't play but again is it be- is is it what's best for the kids is it what's best for the parents and there have to be other factors other than just how other than can you get sick and what are the what are the risks of actually playing Michael says there are horrific businesses. That are already boarded up. Lincoln, Nebraska is going to be turning into a ghost town due to the uh, incompetent leadership of the Big Ten. Don't know how they will be able to come on back. Um, there are some bleak numbers. He said Nebraska will lose between one hundred to one hundred twenty million dollars as with the local businesses. And that's not even really including basketball or anything like that, Aaron. No, 100%. And and I'm telling you, I saw a piece not too long ago. The the exact team or the exact uh, city that they used was Lincoln, Nebraska. They said if the football season isn't played, there are are – excuse me, bars and restaurants in Lincoln, they make enough money to keep their doors open all year long based on those seven or eight football games every year. And people would say, well, you know, what if there's no fans in the stands? People are still going to come to town. People are still going to come to the bars. They're going to watch games. They're going to hang out on a Saturday and watch the other teams. This is so important to these areas. And then, of course, by playing, you, of course, get to have a little bit of TV money from these TV networks, which will help fund some of the other sports that that uh, are do not make revenue. There is so much at stake, Arnie, and we can't just look at what is the risk of playing sports under these circumstances. Roger brings up something that you know we can't answer. He writes, a 15-year-old with no pre-existing condition died. It's not just bringing it home to 85-year-old grandmas out there. We're not saying that, you know, kids can't get sick and, and, and die from this, but 
you know, you can catch it whether you're playing football or if you're sent home, as you said, Aaron, and you're just away from school and you're not getting tested and you don't know if you've had the condition or somebody's passing it on to you. There's no way to keep everybody safe. We're just trying to figure out what's the best way and maybe being on that campus, like you said, is the best way. Well, and there's an exception to every rule, right? And I'm not trying to be – obviously, you feel terrible. 15-year-old dies. That's terrible. But the data shows that, um, you know, I think it's people under 25. I think there's been, like, as of last week, 45 total deaths. You wish it was zero. But when you talk about 45 total deaths, some of those kids had pre-existing health conditions. And I would almost guarantee that none of them get the testing that these players get, get the medical attention that these players get. And so, yes, I understand people. This is a very serious thing. I don't want to be unsympathetic to those who have suffered or people who know people who have suffered. But, you know, you can't use the one outlier example to prove your point. If anything, um, it's the exact opposite. We should be looking at the overall data. And the overall data says that for the most part, these kids are safe. They will recover. Um, and, and by the way, these are the average person, uh, the average 18, 19, 20-year-old. We're not even talking about the uh, people that are getting the medical treatment that these guys are getting. So we have to be able to separate that stuff. Is the overall data flawed, though? We're going to get to that when we come back right here on Fox Sports Radio. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me, like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it gonna like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. 
All right, good evening, everyone. Aaron Torres, Arnie Spanier. Busy Saturday night. By the way, Mookie Betts just went deep, tied it up at five. That reminds me, time for the Geico play of the day. Here's CJ, top of the key. Dribbles, pulls back, 15-footer. Got it! CJ is on fire. He's got 29, and the Blazers lead by six with 80 seconds remaining. All right. Did you, you know go. that right now, Geico's offering an extra 15% credit on car, motorcycle, and RV policies. That's 15% on top of what Geico could already save you. So what are you waiting for? Save that extra 15% when you switch by October 7th. Visit Geico.com to learn more. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Arnie Spanier. You know, you've you've bloviated the whole first hour away, Torres. I, I have uh, yeah, shared yeah. insight, which has made our audience yeah. smarter. You're welcome, America, yeah. and specifically your Arnie, you were going to do the whole show on the Vermont 7-on-7 seven seven plan, okay? <laughs> Listen, we I, I know you do the local show, and I know the, the canceling of you. fall football uh, completely— It crushes us here. Completely changed the uh, entire rundown of the entire week, but some of us have bigger things on our plate than Vermont 7-on-7 seven seven touch football. Uh, we'll get to the flawed data next hour, but I did want to ask you stuff because a lot of people are tweeting us at Aaron underscore Torres at Stinking Genius One. Let me get to what Pete had to say. He said, Aaron, uh, you have it completely backwards. Kids at home on their parents' eye are safer than partying at college. 29 infected at Notre Dame the first week. Campus is open. Best regards, Pete, out there in Oakland. Um, we do see it different then. You and I see it different than Pete does right now, Aaron. Yeah, no, I don't even think it's a debate. And I think what you have to understand is is that, um, listen, some, and, and we talked about this last week, some college football players, listen, they come from all different sorts of backgrounds. Some of them, uh, whether when they're at home, they have their own space, they have their own room, they can, so you know, whatever. But there's a lot of kids that when you send them home to mom and dad's, uh, first of all, first of all, to send them home to mom and dad assumes that if you say they're safer, that assumes that they're never going to leave the house ever. Because whenever you leave the house, there's going to be risk. But then, what I don't think a lot of people understand: these kids, a lot of them come from low-income areas, small houses, one one-bedroom apartments with three, four, five, six people living in it. I've talked to coaches who have players in those situations, and so no, it isn't safer. Now we can argue if it's safe to play football or not. That's a different conversation. But the players are in fact safer on campus than they are with their parents, and their parents are certainly safer as well. JT says there's so many ways to take this conversation. I'm involved in the game. One of my biggest worries is mental health. I'm yep. not sure if the Big Ten did it right, but I will say this. As a middle-aged man, this limbo area we're in has not felt great mentally. I think people are tired mentally. You heard Pete say that. That's the first thing I said when we came on the air. You were fighting with people on Twitter. I, mm -hmm. I think a lot of people are, are, are exhausted mentally. No, I, it, it's absolutely true, but I, and I, but I do think that's an important part of this conversation is, look, some of these kids will be allowed to stay on campus, which, by the way, I don't really understand how the Big Ten schools have all said they can stay on campus, they can train, they can do all those things. I would think training probably isn't great for their hearts either, if that's really what the concern is. But some of them are going to get sent home, and they won't have the structure of being, uh, you know, uh, on a campus in a in a classroom environment. Some of them won't have access to, uh, you know, a gym or whatever to work out. Some of them will have the burden that comes with being at home with family members that maybe need uh, like there like there are so many other layers. But the one thing already that that is indisputable. It is not better, it is not safer, it is not smarter for these kids to be oh, uh, at home as opposed to on campus. I think we're on the same page as spring football. I think that's a joke. That's not going to happen. I know we've talked about it for months and whatever. I, I, 
I think that's just another option that they were throwing out there but never intended to play in the spring, Aaron. Yeah, no. Uh, well, I do think the Big Ten wants to play in the spring. Nah, and I, ridiculous. I think yeah. it's bad. I think it's a yeah. bad idea. Well, and the funny part is, right, because the, the conversation, well, it's it's safer if we play in the spring. Really, it's safer? So why is it safer? Because, one, the virus is still going to be here. There's no guarantee of a vaccine. Well, we may, well, we're closer to one as we're seeing right now, though, but go ahead. Well, we're closer yeah. to a better testing policy. Right, I don't know that we're right. closer to a vaccine. But two, uh, let me ask you a question, Arnie. How is it safer when we're then going to have to play two seasons in one year and we're going to be playing 18, 19, 20 games? Right. I, I look, at, maybe it's not so much safer physically, but if the virus is almost uh, you know evaporated or gone by, then that's how it's safer, Aaron. Well, yeah, but yeah. you know, we we said that in March. You know, if we had said in March that we weren't going to be able to play college football, people would have yeah, thought well, we're crazy. Yeah. So the idea that we're just magically everything's going to be better in five months when it's not really all that better than it was five months ago, I guess it is, but not that much better. Uh, I think it's a little ridiculous. Wow. Hour one just crushed it. I mean, where did it go for crying out loud? Might have to take one of Bernie Fratto's hours um, before he comes on. You want to get one, just remember. Oh, maybe we'll give him the night off like he likes to take there. If you want to get into the show, Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at stinking genius one. We'll move on. We're going to get a little bit into the NBA. We got first round playoff matchups. We had the play in game today. I want to see how many people got into that. And we're going to tell you about the Fox contest, which, uh, We'll see if I'm allowed to be in because I've got uh, extensive NBA knowledge and it's not really fair uh, to be part of the contest when I'll easily win. So we'll get to all that. Uh, That's coming up next right here on Fox Sports Radio. Good evening, everyone, as we're coming to you live from the Fox Sports Radio studios. It's brought to you by Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more in car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Arnie Spanier. You want to get in? Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at stinking genius one. Boy, our one just flew on by. Lots that's, on Twitter tonight. Yeah. Lots on Twitter. It flew by. That's what you. That's what happens when you work with a, a star like me. Thank you. What is it like being in the presence of someone like me? It must be pretty cool for you, huh? Oh, it's just fantastic. Mm-hmm. When I you write, like, I count down the hours until we do the show. When you write your memoirs, am I just going to be basically the whole book or what? Pretty much. It's going to go straight from Micronesia to Torres. That's basically, it's, once Micronesia was off, I was the next best thing, right? Straight to DVD. Is, is wow. To. <laughs> See, you're on A-Track. That's the problem. Your entire career is on A-Track. we got to get a special device yeah. just to hear most of your tape from your career. So. You know, uh, because we're going to get a lot into the NBA this hour, so I want you to know something. We were robbed of March Madness this year, so Fox Sports Radio has created our first ever NBA playoff bracket challenge. So it's the it's bracket time for the NBA playoffs. So all you have to do is go to foxsportsradio.com right now or at any point over the weekend uh, to fill out your NBA playoff bracket. You'll compete against Fox Sports Radio hosts and fellow listeners. So uh, if you win the bracket, you get a free Westinghouse 50-inch Roku TV. So check it out, foxsportsradio.com, to fill out your NBA playoff bracket. See if you can beat Torres. I I don't think I'm allowed to do it, Torres. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, yeah. you know, when you talk about the the big, the big smart, uh, talented hosts at this station, you know, it's the Colin Cowherds and the Rob Parkers and the Chris oh, no, Broussards I, and I'm the Aaron Torres. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. Well, they, they don't want me to do it 
Because of my extensive knowledge in the NBA, and it wouldn't okay. be fair to everybody else. Can you name uh, the Milwaukee no, Bucks starting five? First, first of all, it's, it's, okay, yes, I could pull it up and name it. Yes, no, no, you can't pull beside, it up. That's beside, the, that's beside the point. That, well, I don't have everything memorized, but I'm also, um, as the Vegas people say, you know, there's Joes and there's pros. Um, I'm a pro when it comes to the. That's why Vegas has banned me. Because my NBA selections, my you've seen my college football selections. We've been doing the show now for for two hey, years. Yeah, my pick, they banned to, me from Vegas. You picked Arizona to go to the playoff every year. I don't remember that. Yeah, you don't remember that. You I pick them every I don't remember year. That and you so pick the against boss, the Patriots every year, every every week for seventeen straight weeks. The well, the boss has asked me not to participate in it because he knows I'm going to win it, and he wants you know uh, some of the listeners to feel good about themselves. You think so, huh? Do you think the boss knows who you are? Do you think wow! He, he didn't know how to, he he didn't invite you because he doesn't know your email or generally that you. Exist That's what our all. so-called producer told me. He's like, I don't think you should be in it. The boss says you're going to win it anyway, so the let, let the other losers like Torres be in it. That's what he quote unquote. I, I'm not, you know, don't blame the messenger. That's that's what the producer said. Let the the losers like Torres. <laughs> I, I don't believe that one. Bit. I, don't blame the messenger. Maybe I improv. Can you? A bit. You don't even know yeah, who's in the NBA maybe, playoffs right now. Well, you actually, can't even we're going to the, the Bucks we're, starting I, five. Well, we're actually we're going to get into it right now. So if you want to talk some NBA playoffs, real simple. First of all, what the whole bubble thing has worked out real fine for the NBA, has it not? Um, yeah, I missed the fans being at the game, but this is the only way we could have pulled it off. I think they've done, as we start with this, a tremendous job with the whole NBA bubble thing. So let me ask you a question. Do you really miss the fans that much? Because I don't feel like like it's not a fun experience watching these games, even without fans in the stands. Like I'm still enjoying the heck out of these games. I enjoy the games, but I do miss the fans. Yeah. Um. And and matter of fact, if you would have told me at the end, like let's say it's the NBA Finals, and I don't know, it's the Lakers and Celtics, I would say, well, is there any way we can go to home court, maybe get the fans for the finals? I, I I'm not ready to say let's shut them out of everything. Um, World Series, uh, Stanley Cup, um, but as as it goes to the NBA championship, I, I do miss the fans. I think they make a big difference in the game, too, as you could tell. I, I think there's a big difference when it comes to home court and the fans are there. Well, I think it's, it's interesting, and I think what will be interesting is when the playoffs start is that they play such a role in playoff basketball. I mean, as far as uh, home court advantage and all that stuff. That's what I'm curious to see is as we get into these playoff series, does a, a team like the Lakers or the Bucks or the Raptors, I know they're favorites, but obviously having one home court advantage is a benefit, four games at home as opposed to three, but two, they play in some of the loudest, craziest arenas in basketball. And so I'll be curious to see the no fans, if it impacts the playoffs where right. maybe say, uh, I don't know, a, a team could steal a couple games at home, because the, even though, the, you know, like Portland's a perfect example, right? We could, we'll talk about them in a minute. But they're an 8 seed. They would obviously open at Staples Center. Now is it more of a balanced playing court, playing field, whatever, because there's no home court advantage for the Lakers? Yeah, you know, I'm not sure, though, because Portland would have a damn good home court also. True. And I, why do I get a feeling that would have been it would have been easier for Portland to steal one in L.A. than for L.A. to steal one in Portland? Am I wrong on that? Wow, though, coming in hot. So does that mean you, you favor the Trailblazers coming into the series? Oh, I, I think this is going to go a little bit further than people expect. I know some people are picking Portland to, you know, pull off the upset. Actually, before we get there, what did you think of this play-in um, with this 8-9 seed? Is this something that you would think about implementing for the next couple of years or 9, 10, 11, and 12 and have a four-team thing or it worked out fine or just bagged the whole thing this was stupid to begin with? So my only thought is I really liked it, but – 
the the format was a little confusing and for people who don't understand it didn't really come into play but because the Blazers were the 8th seed they right. only had to win one but the Grizzlies had to win two right. and so i think if the Grizzlies had won today it would have felt a little confusing I kind of like the baseball format with 4-5 where it's just one game, win, or you go home. Right. Uh, that's the only thing. And to me, you know, people say, oh, you know, how do you play an 82-game season and then you get eliminated after one game? Well, don't get the eighth seed and then it won't be as big of a deal. So, What, what about the being within four games? Yeah. Uh, that, where did we pick that number from? I, that's hey, you got to be within four games. Yeah, that's it, four games. Where, where do we pick that number from? And how, how, you know, did, did the, the fans even know that number, I guess, is what I'm asking. That's my point, is yes. I just feel like there's too many caveats. It's like, let's just play 8-9, winner, winner advances to play the number one seed. It does, it, we don't have to complicate it with all these caveats, and if uh, the home court, uh, you know, if if the game ends on an even number, then we play again. You know, it's like there's just too many caveats. So Yeah, I and like I said, I'm I'm good with it. I, I kind of enjoyed a little bit of the 8-9, kind of get us, uh, I don't know, like a pre-playoff type thing, so... I'm okay with it, you and now it? we get the we get the full thing on Monday. Plus, by the way, if you notice the schedule, there's not a lot of days off. I mean, they'll give you one day off, and obviously there's no traveling, but they're like play one day off, play one day off, and uh, they get you going. I kind of like this. You don't get this during the you know during a, a, a regular type of season. I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah, I just can't wait. And you know, the cool thing is, is that the playoff structure is going to stay the way that it was during the regular season, in the sense that we're going to get games during the day, right? Like, how cool is it going to be, especially for you? I mean, you know, you're doing your local show there, right. three, four o'clock. You got a playoff game going on. I think that's pretty cool. One thirty Eastern is uh, the first one on Monday. That's what I mean. Yeah, it, yeah. I, I'm just so happy because I thought maybe once the playoffs started, they would go back to the traditional way they've done it, which is obviously play everything at night and then split it among multiple networks works and then you know you're bouncing around and you miss stuff now we just get to watch one game after the other from about 1 30 in the afternoon till probably 10 11 12 at night and by the way why is the so-called the futures face of the nba Giannis? um why is milwaukee playing in like 1 30 eastern why are they not the feature game it's Giannis, right the future face of the nba why why are we burying them at 1 30 when i don't know when people are at work and nobody's watching you know do you not know that one thirty on a Tuesday is the uh, the prime time? Uh, no, but, uh, must watch TV then, right? Huh? No, it's pretty surreal, and it looks like uh, the first couple days, obviously Boston, Philly, and then the 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 Clippers getting the the two kind was, of evening yeah. games, as well as Houston and the Lakers on Tuesday. So I think it's just uh, very simply one of those deals where the teams that will draw well. I guess that's kind of why. So <laughs> Well, yeah, Clippers-Lakers. Who else is going to throw in the Rockets out there, obviously, and and uh, and teams like that? But it, it's all about the Clippers and Lakers and having them in the primetime spot. That's that's what they want to put out there, you know? Yeah. No, I think people, uh, you know, I think people uh, uh, want to watch the Lakers, want to watch the Clippers. Obviously, it's going to play well in L.A. And I think the other thing, too, I, I think you can't undersell I think people want to watch Luka Doncic, and I know it's early, and he just got to the NBA two years ago, and I'm not saying he's the face of the NBA or anything like that, but I think that matchup is really intriguing where the Clippers, yes, the team is new as a collective group, but it's a bunch of veterans versus that young up-and-coming Doncic, Porzingis. I don't know if you remember him. He was on the Knicks, Arnie. Um, but yeah, yeah, I do remember that. I was going to say, you, you remember that he was there and they traded him and stuff? I just want to make Mike, sure. But speaking about Knicks, how about uh, Carmelo, who was 0 for 5 before hitting the three-pointer? And that was a big three-pointer. 
um, to give uh, help give Portland the win out there. Finished one for six from three-point range. But it was good to see Carmelo hit a big shot. You know what I mean? I love that. He it was has, great to see that. He has his moments. Yeah, listen, I will say this about Melo. I thought some of the the stuff about, oh, you know, he, he, he proved all the doubters wrong. It's like, listen, as a general rule, uh, and I remember the, the the week that you were out last summer, Arnie, was the week that he did that big interview where, you know, everyone was like, oh, sympathy for Carmelo. But, I mean, listen, let's be honest. He's been a shoot-first guy. He hasn't always been a good teammate. He doesn't make other people better. So, like, it is interesting, this narrative of, like, oh, you know, how could he have been on the free agent market that long and he's proving all the doubters wrong? It's like, no, nah, there was kind of a reason that he was there, but give him credit for blending in nicely in Portland. All right, uh, just take a look at some of the series out there. And, of course, they start on Monday, Utah-Denver. Denver only a three-point favorite in that one. And, you know, that that's going to come in under the radar. I still like Denver in that. And I don't think much of Brooklyn-Toronto. Um, no? Well, you think Toronto's no, going to stumble against? Yeah, I, I got to give Toronto a lot of credit. I thought once Kawhi left, they were going to be like a sub-500 team. Nowhere even... Uh, barely maybe making a playoff spot. They've been fantastic. Even after he left, they've been great. You know? No, I, I agree. And I, let's give a little credit to Brooklyn, too. Did you catch that Nets-Blazers game the other night? It was fantastic. I, it was. It, it, they almost pulled that off. Is that crazy or what? It is crazy. And for people who don't know, it would have eliminated the Blazers from the playoffs. Now they get to the eight seed uh, and play the Lakers. But I thought it was interesting. And this is another conversation for another day. I'm not going to steal it from the guys. But I thought Chris and Rob yesterday on The Odd Couple had a really fun conversation about this core with the Nets that's playing so well in this bubble, yeah. they finish, I think, 5-3 and three in the bubble. But when you look at who they have, it's pretty incredible. You add KD to that, you add Kyrie to that, that is a dangerous team going into the playoffs next year. But obviously we're focused on this one. So. Can, can I add one person to the Suns? Can I, anybody. I mean, what, what did they go, 8-0? Can can I give? Can I get them going? They look like they've got a pretty good future, do they not, or what? Eight and zero in the bubble. Yeah. I mean, and poor Devin Booker. You know, he goes undefeated. Now he's got to go home to uh, Kendall Jenner at home. You know, poor guy. He's got <laughs> got nothing to live for after the bubble. But no, he. Uh, they were really fun. And the one thing that's been cool about the bubble, and it's something I thought would happen. It's given a nice platform. Everybody knows about LeBron and Kawhi and even some of the guys that aren't there, KD, Steph. I think it's given a nice platform to some of these young guys, Devin Booker, Luka. I think Jason Tatum's going to have some moments here over these next couple months. I think it's been a cool platform for the young guys. Do you think that the no fans there have made it easier for some players to um, just to have their game and go off and not worry about it. Actually, I thought the fans make you better. I guess the fans make some NBA players worse. They're either so nervous or they're worried about missing shots, you know? Yeah, and I think the other thing, too, that I've noticed, and maybe you feel differently, is I think the games are called from the refs a lot looser. Like, they're letting the guys play. I don't, I don't, there's been moments where there's a bad call or, you know, you go to a video monitor when you feel like you shouldn't. But for the most part, I feel like they're just letting the guys play. And I think part of that is, again, not having fans, which, again, is a big factor because obviously the, the, the refs aren't impacted by the crowd, all that stuff. Where is the upset happening? Can Portland really beat the Lakers? Can Dallas get by the Clippers? Will Milwaukee have any trouble? Um, and what's going to happen to the Rockets? They're missing a key part. We'll get to some of that stuff. That's all coming up next right here on Fox Sports Radio. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. 
Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know. What were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is gonna be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. All right, good evening, everyone. Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief. You see, it works fast and you won't stink. It's pharmacist-recommended, odor-free pain relief for muscle pain, backache, strains, sprains, or even arthritis. Matter of fact, there's no stinging or burning involved. It's simple pain relief. Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief. It works fast and you won't stink. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Arnie Spanier. You want to be part of the show real simple, Aaron underscore Torres. I'm a stinking genius one. NBA matchups. First of all, I, I don't know. I, I'm not as excited about the NBA playoffs as, uh, as I've been in years past. I don't know if it's because there's no fans or this eight-game bubble thing or, you know, it's like the eight games really didn't get anybody new in. I, I, I don't know. I'm just not getting excited yet, maybe when it starts, but I, I feel like something's missing here. I, I don't know. I can't put my finger on other than the fans, you know? Yeah, well, I think what generally happens is is that, like, there's a clear divide between the regular season and the postseason under normal circumstances where uh, those last couple games, people don't play their games, the crowds aren't the same, all of those things, and then day one of the playoff starts and you can feel the energy in the arena and all that stuff. And so I don't think there's going to be a divide. It's just going to feel like another week in the bubble. But I'm excited, man. You look at some of these matchups. I mean, you're talking about Clippers, Mavs. We just talked about Luka versus Kawhi. Uh, you know, I think there's a lot of good matchups. Lakers, Blazers will certainly be interesting. I'm excited about this stuff, man. You know what's interesting is that one team – that has a legitimate, not even a legitimate chance, I would say one of the favorites to go to the Eastern Conference Finals and a legitimate NBA championship caliber team 
the Boston Celtics. Yet nobody's talking about them. They're starting to get healthy at the right time. Kemba Walker's no longer on minute restrictions. And two, their first-round matchup couldn't have been better with a Philadelphia team that comes limping in. Boston's going to go for, like, the 4 nothing sweep here. When you get a 4 nothing sweep in the first round and you're a team like Boston so you could rest a little bit more, you know, all that makes a difference. Nobody's talking about the Celtics right now. And, you know, their third option or fourth option is like Gordon Hayward. I mean, Jalen Brown. Kemba Walker, they've they've just uh, Tatum, they've just been fantastic, and nobody's bringing them up. I agree, I agree, and it's really interesting because a few weeks ago I was on the Odd Couple in the hot seat, and one right. of the topics I wanted to talk about was why I don't believe the Bucks are the favorite in the. Well, I don't want to say they're not the favorite; they deserve to be the favorite, but it feels like there are teams that can take them down, and I think the Celtics are one of them. I mean, you look at that team, and you look at. In a matchup with either the Raptors or the Bucks, okay? So say the Bucks, right? Uh, Giannis is the best player on the court. But then you start talking about second, third, fourth, fifth best players in that series. They're basically all on the Celtics. And so I'm with you. I picked the Celtics to go to the finals in the preseason. I picked them pre-bubble. I'm taking them now. I don't want to ruin the rest of the show. But I actually like the Celtics to go deep in these playoffs. You you are are people bailing off Giannis in Milwaukee for some reason, or are they saying you know are they not paying attention to them, or are they just saying you know Giannis is going to have a tough time in the playoffs? What what exactly is going on that maybe people are jumping off that Milwaukee bandwagon? I'm not I'm not really sure because you don't hear um you know all of a sudden a, a groundswell of support for them also. Well, don't you think it's the the guys around him? I mean, Chris Middleton. I mean, yeah. Chris Middleton's your second best player, and it's no disrespect to the kid. He's been playing really well. He's an all star. He's all-star. a good player, though. Yeah, of he's a good player. But I mean, would you rather have him as your second guy or right. Paul George? Paul George, right? Right. Would, would Absolutely. Ra- right. Right. You, if you say Kemba's the best player on the Celtics, would you rather have Jason Tatum or Chris Middleton? I'd rather have Jason Tatum. Um, again, Paul George, Anthony Davis. I mean, when you start talking about the say, like, like, think about it like this, Arnie is we're talking about the Lakers. Are they really a contender? Uh, and they have a great second player. They don't have that third player. Well, I'm not even sure the Celtics, or the excuse me, the Bucks have that second player that's a star. Chris Middleton's good, but is he a superstar? I don't know. So when you start talking about teams that they would have to match up with in the second round Eastern Conference Finals, NBA Finals, they're at the they're lacking in that star department. Well, then who do you like coming out of the East? Then are you are you picking Toronto or are you are you picking Boston or uh, maybe a Miami or Indiana upset there? I don't know. You tell who do you who do you like coming out of the Eastern Conference then? Yeah, I, I told you a minute ago, I picked the, the Celtics in the preseason. I still like them. Stick I, with that, huh? Yeah, I just think you look at all the talent on that floor, and I think there's no home court advantage. So they're not going to have to win a couple games in Toronto or a couple games in Milwaukee. Right. Right. And you look as you just, you you named all those young guys. I mean, and oh, by the way, those guys have playoff experience too. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, they've played in big playoff games, uh, including a couple years ago when they made the Eastern Conference Finals and went to seven games. So to me. What about? An easier first round because Philadelphia is limping in only if they take advantage. Point. But but if they end up going seven, they don't take advantage of that. They they need to win this in like four, five at the most, you know? Yeah, no, and that's the big question is will they run away with this series? And I and that's the other thing too. I mean, I'll give credit. I heard Colin Cowherd say this from the beginning, is he thinks that the way the bubble is set up 
teams are going to give it their all where, you know, sometimes you know how it is, Arnie. You're up 2-0, you're going on the road, you kind of don't give 100% or you don't play well in Game 3. I think, uh, Colin references weeks ago, and I kind of agree, I think these top teams are going to try to win, win these series early and rest and get to the next round as fast as they can. So I think a team like the Celtics, especially in that first-round series, I think they're going to win convincingly. All right, Dallas and the Clippers. All of a sudden, that's the sexy upset pick. Go go with Dallas. By the way, the Clippers only opened up as a five-point favorite. They're now up to six. I don't see how the Clippers lose this lose this series. I maybe they lose a game. Other than that, though, I think that they're just too strong for Dallas. Unless Dallas, I mean, it's going to be a lot of scoring. We know that. We know there's going to be a lot of points, but I don't think I see the upset here. Torres, what are you thinking? I'm kind of with you. Um, listen, I think the Luka Doncic thing has been really cool. We were oh, on it. Right, he's, great. he's he, great. He's incredible. We were on air last night, last yeah. week when he had the triple double with 19 right. assists. Yeah. Um, I forget how many points. 34, 36, whatever. Yeah, no big 30, deal. Yeah. He's only 21. No big no deal. No biggie, right? Yes. Uh, it's like Arnie Spanier at the Vermont <laughs> Y. But anyway, neither here nor there. Um, but listen, it's his first playoff series, and the thing about the the Clippers too. They got some guys defensively that can really get after him, whether it is Kawhi, whether it is Paul George, whether it is Patrick Beverly. I think, like you said, it's sexy, it's fun. They're the new team on the block. I don't think they're losing. I don't think they're upsetting the Clippers, though. Do you know what the line is on Houston-Oklahoma City, by the way? Uh, game the, one or for the series? Game one, game one. Well, Westbrook's not playing, so that's right. big. So go ahead. Right. What is it? Oklahoma City favorite by one point. Uh, um. Yes, obviously it makes a difference with Westbrook out. I still like Houston. They still have offense. You got to get Westbrook back. Uh, Hopefully it's only going to be one or two games. I think it was two games. But I think people are kind of bypassing Houston because of the Westbrook injury. Don't sleep on them. They're they're still a team that could beat the Lakers or the Clippers because of their offense. Yeah, it's so they're they're just one that's so tough because they weren't basically healthy this entire bubble, which is you know the first couple games they played really well, uh, took care of the Lakers, took care of the Bucks, and then after that they just really weren't healthy. And so I don't really know what to make of them, Arnie. I mean, this is one that you know you mentioned the the. Thunder opening as a slight favorite. As as far as a betting perspective is concerned, I'd probably just stay away until we have more clarification on when Westbrook comes back. I would think if he can get back by game three, game four, the Rockets will be okay. But that's the one you talked about potential upsets. And with the Rockets, I believe, being the four seed, that's the one where I could see the lower seed winning. But I don't know that it would even necessarily be considered an upset because of the Westbrook situation. All right, that gets us to Portland and the Lakers. And of course, everybody, I would have liked to see the Suns and the Lakers. I would think that that would have a chance of a really good upset. You know, I, I got to tell you, I it's not that I think Portland could, you know, go ahead and win a seven-game series, but that doesn't mean that this series won't go six or even seven. Uh, this was one team I wouldn't want to play in the first round, and even if the Lakers get by Portland in six, seven, it's going to take everything they can. It's going to be a struggle, and maybe it wears them down. Uh, get, they have some tired legs for the next round. Now there's no travel. But this is this is going to be a brutal one. This is going to be a tough one. I don't think the Lakers are going to have it easy here. I don't say there's the upset, but I think this one can go seven. What are you thinking? I'm with you. I think early in the series, the advantage goes to the Lakers just because, like you said, the Blazers have every game has been kind of a quote-unquote playoff game. 
if you will. Obviously, that Nets game was an elimination game. The game today was for a, a, a playoff game. And so I, I think they're probably a little worn down right now. But like you said, as the series goes on, the, the Trailblazers have a lot of offense and a lot of talent, and they're, the Lakers are going to have some real matchup problems. I was thinking about this today, Arnie. Yeah. People forget this. Remember, and I'm not trying to make fun of a, a, a serious situation, but the game, the first Lakers game after Kobe Bryant's passing was the Blazers at Staples Center. And it was so emotional, and everyone forgets Dame Lillard went off, and the Blazers actually won that game. So I think that even though they're the eight seed, I do think they give some problems to the Lakers. What did I do to everybody? Nate on Twitter says, Luca legend will lead the upset over that bozo and creep stinking genius in the Clippers. Lock of the first round playoffs. Steve says, hey, Torres, the Heat are built to beat any team in the East and led by that closer, Jimmy Buckets. He's not a soft chump like stinking genius. Two different ones, uh, both taking shots at me for no reason there, Torres. So is Steve one of your buddies from the Y in Vermont? Because it sounds like he's got your game scouted pretty well. Yeah, I don't know who Steve is. Obviously, he knows me well, though. You want to get in, Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at stinking genius one. Um, What did happen to the Oklahoma players and Notre Dame football players? And what happened to Tuka Rask? We'll get into all that coming up next. First, though, let's see what's trending with our buddy Steve DeSager. What's going on out there, DeSager? Hello again, gentlemen. A couple things of note going on. UFC 252 main event is underway, winding down the first round with heavyweight Stipe Miocic and Daniel Cormier. Miocic took a finger to the eye, so there was a timeout during round one, but they are continuing. And the late ball games in Anaheim, the Dodgers have two on, two out in a 5-5 tie. Dodgers at Ames. Angels top of the ninth Ooh. inning. The Reds home games tonight and tomorrow were postponed against Pittsburgh. The Cardinals had been off all month due to the virus and they got back to playing with a doubleheader at the White Sox today. And St. Louis scored four runs in the top of the first inning of their first game in August. They wound up winning 5-1 in the opener. Adam Wainwright pitched five innings for the win. And then the Cardinals won the nightcap also 6-3. They sweep the doubleheader against the White Sox. Get used to it. Uh, seven innings each, I realize, in doubleheaders this year. But the Cardinals do have ten more wow. twin bills scheduled. After Wait, triple today. headers. Five <laughs> inning triple headers. To Sager, I want to ask you, it looks like the Dodgers Angels may go extras here. Is this going to be where we see a runner on second to start? Is this a yes. fi- okay. Yeah. 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 So make whoever sure. made the last out of the ninth will be your runner to run out to second base oh. and begin the inning there. That's how it's decided. So you have the real, real oddity where you could give up a two-run homer to the leadoff batter. That's interesting, yeah. (laughs) I like that. Tampa Bay against Toronto and Buffalo. Well, they had rains and about a two-hour rain delay in the fourth inning. And with Tampa Bay up 1-0, they finally suspended the game. It'll resume tomorrow, and then they'll play the regularly scheduled game, and that will be seven innings. Shane Bieber, if you don't know the name, he was the All-Star Game MVP, a pitcher for the Cleveland Indians, and Cleveland hosted the All-Star Game last year. The guy is even better to start this season, and his Indians won at Detroit 3-1. to one. How about this? Cleveland's beaten Detroit 19 straight yeah. times. Yeah. That's that is crazy. the longest set streak against one opponent in the last 50 years since the Baltimore Orioles of Brooks Robinson and Frank Robinson had beaten Kansas City 23 times in a row. Wow. Shane Bieber is 4-0 and for the Indians this year. He lowered his ERA to 1.30, and he's pitched about 34 innings and has 54 strikeouts, which leads the majors. In fact, he did something that no one in the modern era has done, so roughly the last 100 years of Major League Baseball. Bieber, in his first five starts of the season, not only has allowed five runs or fewer total, 
but he has 50 strikeouts or more at the same time in those five starts to open up. He's been incredible. Milwaukee won in 10 innings over the Cubs. Oakland with another comeback win at San Francisco. Arizona threw out a runner at the plate to end 7-6 beating San Diego. And yeah, that playing game was exciting in the NBA today. Some people are hoping they keep it. Number eight seed Portland eliminated Memphis 126-122. The New Orleans Pelicans fired coach Alvin Gentry and Sacramento's assistant GM Pesha Stojakovic resigned one day after general manager Vlade Divac left. Team advisor Joe Dumars takes over the Kings front office on a, quote, interim basis. The Kings haven't made the playoffs for the past 14 years. And in the NFL, Washington will activate quarterback Alex Smith tomorrow. What a story that he has come back through all of those surgeries the last couple of years. The Packers gave nose tackle Kenny Clark a four-year extension. And you got to repeat, the Bruins' star goalie is no longer there for them. He, a couple hours before a playoff game, left, opting out of the postseason in its entirety, going back to his family. Boston then won 3-1 over Carolina to take two games to one lead. Playoff wins for Arizona, Tampa Bay, and top seed Vegas, which is up three games to none after beating Chicago 2-1 tonight. Back to you. All right, thanks to Sager. Welcome back to the Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's brought to you by GEICO. It's easy to save 15% or more in car insurance with GEICO. Go to GEICO.com or give them a call. 1-800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. I'm curious to, to see which way the listeners are on this one. Um, you can reach us at Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius One. I know you don't watch a lot of hockey, Aaron. I, I Call watch... me Torres Pucks. I love hockey. Yeah, no, I'm kidding. Well, they don't, they don't. And I watch probably a little bit more than you, and I watch a lot of the Bruin games as we carry their games up here in Vermont. Tuka Rask uh, uh, informs the team he's going to leave probably two hours before the game. We got news of it an hour uh, before the game. He said there was a family emergency. He left the bubble. Then hours later, the family emergency was fine. His wife and kids were fine. He has a newborn and I believe two young daughters. So my question's this. Look, I understand family comes first, and that's the way it's got to be, especially in this time with the coronavirus. But what exactly, do we have the right to know what the emergency was? And how did the emergency get all cleared up in like an hour? And if the emergency was all cleared up, he can't come back. And I do have a little bit of a problem him leaving right before the game because I don't know if they had a real backup. And how do you get a, a backup? I know they had some guy with number 80. I don't know who that was. And do they bring one up? Does, does one have to sit out four, five, six, seven days for quarantine? Now, how does that work? I, I got a lot of questions about this, Aaron. Yeah, it's interesting because obviously the the management from the uh, the Celtics, the Bruins, the Bruins yeah. yeah, said um, that it that everybody is safe and healthy, right? right and right. that uh, you know that he has. That's a- all. You can stop right there. Everybody's safe. Everybody's healthy. Now let's reverse what happened. Or is he just going to miss the rest of the playoffs and say, "Well, everybody's safe and healthy. I might as well just stay on home." I I don't, I don't know if I could accept something like that right now. Then. Yeah, it's tough. I'm I'm trying to find balance here because like I I do think part of it is um yeah. it's one thing if you get to the bubble and there is uh an emergency like uh even Lou Williams. Lou Williams did go to a funeral even though he obviously did some other things while he was outside the bubble. But for everybody to be safe, for everybody to be healthy, 
Um, maybe there is an emergency we don't know about. I don't think we're owed that explanation, but right. I, I do believe that his teammates are probably owed that explanation, wouldn't you think? I mean, to enter the bubble, to be in the middle of a, a Stanley Cup chase here, right. and to bail out basically on, on no notice. I, I would, And this is a goalie. That's like yep, a quarterback leaving. What, what would happen if... Patrick Mahomes said he was going to opt out one hour before the game. Or if LeBron James said, I'm going to opt out um, because of some family problems, and then two hours later we found out everything's okay now, but LeBron's opted out. What do you think we'd be talking about for the next seven years? I mean, seriously, mm-hmm. what, 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 our, our Twitter would be burning up if that was LeBron James that did something like that. Yeah, it's so interesting because like my whole thought process on all of this from the beginning is if a player wants to opt out, I'm not going to blame them. But to do it in the middle of the playoffs, and like you said, it's not like it, this isn't uh, uh, the an outfielder for in right. baseball. It's it's right. such a it's actually a great point by you, Arnie. Is it makes it so different, and it completely changes the landscape of the entire team. And like even to use the baseball analogy, even if Mike Trout opted out, there are still good options in the outfield that the Angels can bring to the table. You got another 10, 20 outfielders. You got in that. You have like fifty man rosters now for the most part exactly and so to to be a goalie to be uh you know such a unique position where there aren't three four five six players on the roster that can easily replace them i think it's a great point by you arnie i really do if there's no emergency anymore and i don't even know the answer to this can he not come back does he not want to come back was it too much to be away from his family but everything's safe and fine i know he has a newborn you know i at some point do we just say, well, can can you come back? I, I, I don't want to push if it's family, but if everybody's going to be safe and fine, well, now I got to push back a little bit, don't I? I, I got to say something, don't I? Well, and and at the very least, he owes an explanation to his teammates because to to I don't want to say quit, but he kind of quit in the middle of the playoffs. If you were going to do this, if if it was if it was about being away from your family, being away from your young kids, we understand that, we respect it, but that's probably a decision that you should make before you enter the bubble in the first place so the team can plan accordingly. Uh, who knows? Who knows the, the the whole truth? Hopefully we get it. But as I've said a few times, I hope at the very least that he explained oh. to his teammates. If it was LeBron, we'd be talking about it for three hours You're this right. week, tomorrow, and everybody on this network for the next month. Matter of fact, Authentic Allen says, must be nice being in the NHL. A star goalie leaves the Boston Bruins, and it's barely a story. Can't imagine the fake outrage and hot takes coming from the majority uh, media when it comes to basketball. They say the NBA TV ratings are down. I'd rather be down than forgotten like the NHL. Wow. Um, Okay, I I understand it is kind of nobody's bringing it up, but the Tuca thing was kind of big out here in the East Coast, out big out here in Massachusetts and you know, New York and in the Vermont area. I guess it's not big anywhere else than there, Torres. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm with you, and I'm with you. And it's such a tough one because I don't want to say that somebody yeah. doesn't have the right to leave to be with yeah, their family. It doesn't have to be hockey or just goalie. You could do it to any of the sports, you know? Yeah, I mean, and it's the same thing. If if uh, Damian Lillard or... Oh, jeez. Yeah, like if yeah. he left and there was no explanation... I think we'd all kind of be like, huh, I kind of wonder what's... I, I don't know. I, it's just if tough. If LeBron left for a funeral and then went and got some uh, wings, what do you think we'd be saying now? Oh, my still goodness. Still be talking about we, it. Oh, we'd still be talking yeah. about it. There's no doubt about it. Of course. No doubt about it. 
Uh, eight, uh, if you want to go ahead and jump, I was about to give my number. I was about to give out my home number for crying out loud. Uh, you want to get in, Aaron underscore Torres. I'm a stinking genius one. I don't, I don't want to give out my home number. Uh, when we get back, the Sager Can I give us. out your cell or no? Yeah, give that out. We'll okay. have the Sager join us and uh, get to some of the stories we haven't got to yet. That's coming up next right here on Fox Sports Radio. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. All right, welcome back to the Fox Sports Radio Studios. This segment brought to you by Geico. Uh, by the way, Dupree says the Mallard Militia would love my home number. I'll tell you what, every time I get a prediction wrong, I'll give out another digit. So Wow, uh, so we'll have your full number before the end of this segment then, huh? <laughs> Don't laugh at that, DeSager. <laughs> You're just egging them on. You're egging them on when you do that. He knows I'm, I'm the speaking truth the truth. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> What's going on, DeSager? Talk to me, my uh, friend. Well, I'll get to the late baseball and the late UFC, but the, the Athletic did pass along something related to your college football discussion of earlier that the NCAA's chief medical officer in a CNN interview tonight said, yeah. quote, right now, if testing in the U.S. stays the way it is, 
there's no way we can go forward with sports. We're not in a place today where we can safely play sports, end quote. Of course, the NCAA has almost Who no power. This is the chief medical officer of the NCAA. So where, where, where did he get a degree from? Where, where? That, yeah, plenty more than you and I have what? combined, I'm guessing. But the point is, what our, our discussion is about football, and the NCAA has almost no power over football. So just FYI, that is how the NCAA feels. Unfortunately, we've seen yet again in the past month how little power the NCAA has in this gargantuan of all sports. As far as the UFC 252 heavyweight matchup, the main event, it's Stipe Miocic against Daniel Cormier, part three. And it didn't start till almost 1230 a.m. Eastern time on the pay-per-view from Las Vegas at the Apex. No fans there, of course. Miocic took a finger to the eye in round one after a timeout. The fight continued. The ref missed an eye poke in the third round by Miocic. They're now in round four of the five scheduled. Miocic had knocked him down late in the second round Cormier may or may not retire after this you know it's fighters can't spend too much time on that and as far as the extra inning battle in Anaheim Angels and Dodgers of course each half inning in extra frames you start with a runner at second so the Dodgers had Chris Taylor at second he stole third and scored on a sack fly so they go to the bottom of the 10th the LA Dodgers lead the Angels 6-5 in Anaheim I like the second base thing I just love it you know I like it. I wouldn't mind it if they started at like 12th or 13th inning in a regular year. Uh, but no, as no. you this know, yeah. if the, you know, it's the most powerful labor union in the country, the Major League Baseball Players Association, if they like it at the end of the year, of course they're going to want to put it in the next negotiations, which are only as far as the union contract a year off. Did you see the comments from the Packers president and CEO today, Mark Murphy, yeah. saying they had asked their season ticket holders about coming out to the stadium this year more than 80% of Packers season ticket holders decided to opt out of their chances for tickets this year. Their survey with over 80% opting out, and he says, I think the fact that that high a percentage of our fans were just not comfortable coming to the stadium this year was a factor that weighed into their thinking. The Packers had already announced a week or two ago that they're not going to have any fans allowed in until at least November 1st for their home games at Lambeau Field. I'm shocked. I I thought it would have been at least 50-50 because they're diehard fans. Um, I don't know, cold weather, outdoors, I, I a lot outdoors. Plus, remember, I'm sure with your account, you can get a credit toward next year and just start over. It's not like you lose your seats or anything right. like that. I mean, right. the Dodgers are going through that because they were supposed to hold the All-Star game this summer. So that was part of the account for all these season ticket holders that are already spent so much All-Star money and all that's having to be thrown into the future as well. The Packers CEO said that if fans are allowed at all during the season, he said this last month, that he would expect no more than 10 to 12,000 due to social distancing and Lambeau Field seats wow. over 80,000. So terrible. Those comments from him. There was an incredible game and couple of games, in fact, in the Bay Bridge series. Oakland at San Francisco in Major League Baseball. Four runs top of the ninth for the A's, getting two homers to win 7-6 against the Giants. Ooh. So tonight the A's come from a five-run deficit in the ninth to win for the first time as a franchise since 1952, and they weren't even in Oakland back then. For the Giants franchise, first time they've lost when leading by five in the ninth inning or later since 1929. Making it even worse for San Francisco. The losing closer tonight, Trevor Gott, after giving up four runs tonight in the ninth, Last night, he gave up five runs in the ninth (laughs) and a couple of home runs. So the A's 
are only the fourth team in the last century to win back-to-back games despite trailing by at least three in the ninth or later. Just a crazy, crazy weekend going there. Aren't the A's like local ratings up like 4,000% or something like that? This is an A's team that almost didn't have local radio. That's right. I forgot about that. They were going to go online. And now the Oakland A's are 15 and 6. And Matt Olson of the A's hit another home run. His last seven hits were all home runs, just FYI. As for the NBA news that Portland eliminated Memphis, did you know the Grizzlies went 2-7 and at the restart in Orlando? They entered with a a three-and-a-half game lead for the final playoff spot and blew that. John Morant had 35 points, but he's not going to the postseason. This did not count as a playoff game officially today. The playoffs start Tuesday night for Portland. In fact, games one and two against the Lakers, Tuesday and Thursday nights. And as we mentioned earlier... Everybody, every first-round series, you're playing every other night. So like Clippers, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and so forth. The Lakers series, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, etc. All right, thanks to Sager. Two hours are in the books. The Power Hour coming up next. You want to be part of the show, Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius One. Power Hour next here on Fox Sports Radio. Oh, good evening, everyone, as we're coming to you live from the Fox Sports Radio studios. It's brought to you by Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more in car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Marty Spanier, the power hour of the show. Bernie Fratto, straight out of Vegas, joins us at about 20 past the hour. Always love talking to Bernie. My brother bet the Islanders and Columbus before the season started to win the Stanley Cup. Wow. Yeah, he's got some good odds on that. He's still got both of them alive. And now with Tampa, excuse me, now with uh, the uh, Bruins losing their goal, he's got even a little bit of a better pick. So anyway, we'll talk to Bertie wow. uh, coming up is, at about 20 past the hour. Is that a potential scandal in the NHL? Did Arnie's brother pay off Tuka Rask to leave the bubble? It's You know, listen, I'm a, I'm a capital J journalist here, and I want to get to the bottom of this story. It sounds a little fishy to me, to be honest. Are we going to have more bubbles, too, for next year? Is the NBA going to play some games in a bubble? Are we going to have more baseball, maybe in a bubble, NHL? Or is this, this is the end of it after after this go around or is that's not a promise it seems like the nba is ready to move forward with a bubble it really does for next season some sort of bubble they they've talked about potentially multiple bubbles uh, across the country but uh, it goes back to the college football conversation arnie I, I i don't think it's a smart move to assume that three four five months down the road things are going to be significantly better and if the nba wants to start back up in january i mean the nba in theory could be restarting the next season before we even get a college football spring season so if you think about it from that context uh you got to assume that we're not going to be in a place by december where you can just go to arenas and play games there now we asked at the start of the show which side you're on who's doing it right you think the Pac-12 and the Big Ten are going to regret that they didn't play football this year? Or is the ACC, SEC, and the Big 12, do they have it right? Or will they regret that they are playing football this year? And, of course, we've been going back and forth a little bit with our listeners. But then how do I answer something like this then, um, uh, Torres? University of Michigan cardiologist Dr. Venk Murti is questioning the data used by the Big Ten to cancel its football as fall sports season. Uh, it says it could be reasonable to cancel just not based on that one paper which they use to go ahead and make, uh, I guess, uh, their big decision on that. They say that data's flawed. How the hell do I know if that data's flawed? What am I supposed to know about that, Torres? 
Well, what's really interesting, it was funny because somebody asked me this this week. Well, well, how can the Big Ten and SEC have different opinions on this? Well, we have different, you know, medical people have different opinions on stuff all the time. Of that's, course. Yeah. Yes. For people who don't understand, that's why you go to a doctor for a second, Surgery, third opinion. Surgery, rehab, all that stuff. Yes. Exactly. And so what was interesting was, without get, getting too much into the nuance of, of those right. papers, what was important to note, which is what this University of Michigan uh, person said, was that the people the study that the Big Ten used to explain the seriousness of this heart condition, the people who were studied were all over the age of 45. So, Arnie, I, it's, it's been about, what, 10, 11 months since we had college football. For How many 45-plus-year-olds are playing college football these days? I, it's, it's, uh, I'm, I'm, tri- I'm tripping over my own well, thoughts we, here. We laugh, and I understand that. But then again, I didn't see that part of the study. Nobody explained that to me, that it was over 45 years old. I just assumed that we're talking about college-age students when I hear something like this. That's why they say that data is flawed when you use that to make a decision uh, for the Big Ten. Yeah, I saw uh, Dr. David Chow, who I believe we've had on before. I know I've had some. I've had him on for some segments. I Clay has him on, too, all the time. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if we had him on or if, if I was filling in with somebody. I can't remember. Right. But um, but that was basically his explanation, is not that the data is wrong, but that it's it's – it's not that it's wrong. It's that we use the wrong sample size relative to college football players. So, um, What do you make of the Oklahoma and Notre Dame players? Oklahoma sent some players has sent all their players home because they moved their opening game a week back. So they figured, okay, let's go ahead and take a week off. They come back, what was it, nine positive cases? Notre Dame, there was an off-campus party we hear. Yep. Um, what do you think about when you go to an off-campus party and we've been telling you forever now, stop doing that. Stop going. Just don't care. They don't believe it. They they think they're invincible. I, What's the rationale behind going to a party? But now both schools, people are looking at both schools to see what, what's going to happen there. Yeah, well, they're, they're two different deals because Oklahoma's players were mostly away from campus. And Lincoln Riley, right. the way that he said it was kind of vague because I have – couple writers from The Athletic chirping at me because I said that it was that they left campus and I guess some of them stayed on campus. But the way Lincoln Riley said was it was out in the community where these infections happened. So in other words, the players, when they were given the time off, were not as responsible as they should have been. Um, Or maybe they just went to, what, a market, a drugstore, a... Could have um, been, yeah. A restaurant, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how they would catch it. You know, I, they, There's so many different ways. It could have been, yeah. and what I would say is, I was telling Eric this between uh, segments a few minutes ago, I think this is the biggest challenge that college football has because we, you have to understand, we're, we're, if this was a normal season, we'd be starting two weeks from today, college Ugh. football would be starting. But without with the way the things have changed, we're now pushed back an extra couple weeks on top of everything else. The SEC doesn't play until September 26th, Arnie. And every Ooh. time we see one of these stories, that's about five weeks from now. Wow. Every time we see one of these stories, someone is going to use it as an excuse that we should not play football. And so you, we, we've joked about the term that Clay has brought up, fear porn, but there's going to be a lot of this out there. And I just think it's going to be a constant daily battle for college football over the next four or five weeks as more and more of these stories come out. And they are inevitable when you get 20,000 kids in one small place. Uh, Can college football fight that political fight when stories like this do come out? Look, we know everything's on the table for 2020. There's no crazy, there's no stupid question or no stupid solution because everything's on the table. That being said, any chance 
something comes out in the next couple of days, a week, two weeks, where the SEC or the ACC or the Big 12 say, oh, we didn't know that. We we can't play now. We're, we're going to have to shut it down. Or vice versa, does anything come out in the next couple of weeks where the Pac-12 and uh, uh, the Big 10 say, you know what? We didn't know that. Let's let's give it a whirl. Let's see if we can try. Or is it too little, too late then? Unfortunately, I would say the more likely scenario is the SEC, ACC, Big 12 right. backing off. Um, and, I, and what you said, the way you phrased it is, could something come out? Listen, we're learning sure, more about yeah, this virus yeah. every day, right? right and right. and And there could be something new. And we all hope there isn't. And we all hope everybody uses precaution. But I think it's going to be fascinating. I think the two things to watch out for with college football are the stuff that you and I have been talking about for four or five months at this point. As students come back to campus, not just at Notre Dame, but across the country, what happens? And what happens when we put on pads? I mean, it's easy to uh, to socially distance in the weight room. It's easy to socially distance uh, when you're running sprints on the field. It goes without saying, you can't socially distance when you're blocking and tackling. And we will see what happens to these teams in the coming weeks, and we'll get an answer. And it is too late for the uh, Big Ten Pac-12 to change your mind. I mean, you got to practice. So if they were to change your mind, I would assume it would have to be in the next week. Two tops, I guess, or or forget about it. That's just wishful thinking on my part. Well, if you go, if you look at the letters that the parents sent, they said we want the schedule put back the way it was, and the games were supposed to start on September fifth. Right. So yeah, we better get rolling here if we're serious about uh, changing it. But uh, Arnie, I just think that the the public back the public back and forth that the Big Ten has been involved in. I think the leadership would look weak. And by the way, I'm on the side of the parents and the players, but I find it hard to believe that they are going to take such a serious decision and overturn it. But I'll tell you, there's a lot of unhappy people in Big Ten country, whether it's fans, players, parents. I just find it hard to believe that this this decision will be overturned. Are you surprised by the parents? Are you surprised that the Ohio State, the Iowa, the Penn State parents – want their kids to play, and you think anybody will take it to the next level where their kids are going to transfer? You can't play anyway. I never really understood that unless they put in something that I didn't hear about the last couple of days. It's not like you could say, I'm leaving tomorrow because I'm going to go play in the SEC. You can't do that, right? Well, as far as the parents are concerned, I'm not surprised. And the reason I'm not surprised, and you know, obviously you were kind of joking up, that joking a minute ago that I'm doing a tweet storm the last couple right. of hours, but it's because I've been saying since June, or excuse me, since early July, I was talking to parents when the kids returned, and they were all saying, "Hey, this is this is going good. This is go. I'm, uh, our guy, our kids feel safe. I, we're learning what the protocols are, and the parents felt like eventually that message would get out, and it never did. And so now they're fighting back. Now, is it enough to get a decision like this overturned? I don't believe that it is." But the, they're just going to keep fighting with that. And so uh, it's it's serious, and it's going to be interesting to see how these next couple of days evolve. You know, the, the question is, how can you let students back on campus? How can you have, as Clay said, in the murals? How can you have other sports, but you're not going to have football? I, I That I don't have the answer to. I, I don't know how you could do something like that. And, you know, that I, I, I'm afraid we're going to lose college basketball, too, if we continue with this. That's scaring me right now, Torres. I... I don't know where you see that. Do you, you think that's 50-50 right now, or how do you see that going on? So my, my real thought with college basketball is yeah. people keep talking about, it. can we create a bubble for college basketball? It doesn't change the liability factors. If we believe that this heart condition is serious, right? then I, I, it doesn't change the lot. You know, to me, so t- what I've said all along, 
I don't I don't believe we will see a college basketball game until we see a college football game. Oh wow. So yeah, well, if, we'll have a college football game though. That's what I mean is if college football does move back to the spring, I think they'll see if it works there, but I don't you know this idea that we're going to cancel college football but then that we'll start college basketball relatively close to the start of the season in November. I just don't see well, how What that, about the Pac-12 if they don't play football then you're saying there's no basketball? Well, they've already said they're not playing until at least January first, right. which I, I actually which they could still change. Who knows? But yes, yeah. I agree with you there. Yeah. No, yeah, and yeah. well, I, and I'll say I think it's a mistake because if they think they can play, never right. forget um, most of these kids leave campus for winter break around Thanksgiving now. Right. So you're going to have all of November, December, and early January where there's going to be nobody on campus. And so if you think you can play basketball, the probably the safest time is going to be actually in November and December. But I. I Arnie, I, I just don't understand, and, and maybe you know if you have an opinion on this, please jump in, but if you're saying it's not safe for football, not because of head injuries, concussions, neck injuries, but because of this virus, how is it going to be safe for basketball players? Well, I, I guess it's not. I, I guess if you think that football is too dangerous to play, basketball's got to be the same thing, unless you're looking at the NBA and say, look, they pulled it off, Aaron. They were able to go ahead and you know do the bubble, but you can't do that in college basketball. So there's well, that, that's not an option there. But even if you can, even if the NBA yeah. is pulling it off, the the issue that the Big Ten is saying, whether that's the truth, whether they're just using liability as an excuse, is this heart thing. And the heart, the the concern with the heart stuff is if if you overexert, if you do too much, right, right. Uh, you know, you can have serious heart problems. And so. I just don't understand how that changes for basketball. You can argue uh, basketball. There's just as much exertion, if not more. Um, so I just, I just don't see it. I just it don't. Seems, it seems like a lot of the pushback comes from the University of Michigan. Remember, their president is uh, what a expert in infectious diseases, I guess. So, you know, it, it seems like they are. We know where they stand on this whole thing. They probably didn't want to play. I don't know how many of the other teams felt the same way, but it's certainly coming out now that. A lot of teams like, hey, hey, we want to get back on the field. We want to play some football. You want to get in real simple? Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius One. When we get back, Bernie Fratto stops on by straight out of Vegas. What's going on in Vegas? Uh, which way are the lines moving? Are they betting the first round of the NBA playoffs? We'll get to all that next right here on Fox Sports Radio. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. Five to six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall. 
and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. All right, Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief. You see, it works fast and you won't stink. It's pharmacist-recommended. Odor-free pain relief for muscle pain, backaches, strains, sprains, and even arthritis. Matter of fact, there's no stinging or burning involved. It's simple pain relief. Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief works fast and you won't stink. Right to our guest, joins us at the, well, he has his own show at the top of the hour, straight out of Vegas, our buddy Bertie Fratto. Bertie, how's Vegas doing? How are you guys doing out there? 113 degree wind chill today, guys. We're doing great. Uh, wow. But the brackets are set now, and uh, you're starting to see some money move in on certain teams. The biggest movers, money coming in on the Oklahoma City Thunder. They're down to plus 130 against Houston. Money coming in on Portland, and money coming in on Indiana. By the way, uh, I heard Brian No talking during his show about Arnie Spanier. We're going to have to yes. W Arnie's Army because apparently Arnie's put out a, a, ga- a game, Portland and the Lakers, Tuesday night, the over at 228. And before everybody start cracking on Arnie here, yes. I'll have you know that Arnie might have a good one here because those two teams have locked horns three times this year. Not only have they gone over the total of 228, all three times, they've averaged 248 points in all wow. three games. So Arnie coming out of the gate with that wow. over Tuesday. All he had just step off just a, just a minute here because Arnie might be on the one. Well, that was Brian No's pick, but I'll take credit for it since it's such a good one. I'll, I'll take credit for it. I like that. I, I thought wow. he was giving you credit. <laughs> it's all good. I like that. Burn, I was going to say, I, I don't mean to cut up your, your cute little party here, fellas, but um, <laughs> but I was going to ask, uh, the, the, the matchups have basically been set for two days obviously the Blazers and Lakers becomes official do we know is there one series that the public is hitting hard that the the sharps are hitting hard any data on that yet or is it too early too early to know where the sharp money is the sharp money's probably been parked there for quite a while but I will tell you a lot of public money has come in on Portland and I, I, let's draw a contrast there it's a good question because Portland's an eight seed and you take a look at the eight seed in the east it's Orlando against Milwaukee, who hadn't exactly looked stellar in the bubble. Now, Orlando, if you bet $100 to win that series against Milwaukee, it will bring you back 1600 Wow. They are a prohibitive underdog. The same eight seed in the West, Portland, you put down $100, it'll only bring you back 354 Wow. So that's a hell of a contrast between the two eight seeds. 
The other money where Publix come in on a little bit is Dallas, which I think is a big fugazi. They didn't uh-huh. play great defense in the regular season, giving up 110 points per game in the regular season, but they've been positively terrible defensively in the bubble, giving up 126 points per game. I actually think the Clippers make short work of Dallas. Burn, do you have to go ahead with no home court advantage? Do you take the favorites because you get value there instead of the Lakers minus eight or nine at home? You only lay in five, you know, instead of the Celtics laying eight or nine at home, you're laying five and a half. Is that the way to go or am I misreading this? There is no home court advantage. There is not. Right. I, you, there's really right. no way to gauge that. If you figure it's about three points and the Lakers are five and a half Tuesday night, as an example, in the bubble, it'd be probably eight and a half at home. That actually sounds a little expensive to me, quite honestly. Uh, I do think the Lakers are going to handle Portland in five, maybe six, because Portland doesn't play a whole lot of defense, particularly uh, in the in the paint. But I do think Portland has learned how to win, and they've got an odd vibe about them right now, and I wouldn't be surprised if they give the Lakers fits Tuesday night, but after that, I think the Lakers will find their groove and get past Portland pretty handily. Burn, I want to switch gears to college football. Obviously, Arnie and I have spent most of the show talking about it. There's positives with the SEC, ACC, Big 12, negatives with, of course, what happened with the Big 10 and Pac-12. How has it impacted the gambling market where you are in Vegas? Yeah, right, it's a great question. Now, it's really been a, a topsy-turvy week. Uh, this, The answer I'm going to give you has a lot of layers because when it was first announced on Tuesday that the Big 12, or excuse me, check that, the Big 10 and the Pac-12 were canceling football, and I want to hear postpone, it's canceled. I don't right. think there's going to be spring football because you can't ask 19, 20-year-old kids to play. It's not a contact sport. It's a collision sport, two seasons in the same calendar year. That's a subject for a different day. When they were canceled, you look at last year, and Nevada Sportsbooks took in a record $1.9 billion in wagers in football. Now, that's college and NFL combined. But 30% of that is college. So that's a big number in terms of the profit, which had been about $50 million. So at first, it looked pretty dire. But then you come to find out that the NFL is waiting in the wings to swoop down on Saturday. And if there were no college football on Saturday... I heard there could be NFL triple headers, kind of like the ones you have in Christmas time when college football is basically done, noon, 4 o'clock, 7 o'clock, whatever, and those standalone games would really absorb a lot of that college handle back in a, in a big way. Then we come to find out that the Big 12 and the SEC and the ACC are going to play, at least for now. And I think they're going to give it a go. Well, guess what? Those three conferences make up about 60% of the total handle in college football, according to the sportsbook directors I talked to. And here's why. They've got all the big-time popular teams that draw the largest volume of bets, like Alabama, Clemson, LSU, and Oklahoma's in that group. In fact, 11 of the top 20 teams that draw the most action, including teams like Georgia and Florida State and Auburn, Texas, etc., they're still playing. So when you add it all up, they're going to be able to absorb a lot of what they thought they were going to lose as long as those three conferences play. Here's where it gets interesting. In 2021, if everything returns to normal, but the NFL has found a way to play on Saturdays, I'm told by my moles that the NFL isn't giving Saturday back. They are still going to play on Saturdays. Now, it may only be a Saturday night game, but when you add those standalone games, like I said, and it's the only game in the league on TV, the handle grows significantly. So whatever they lose out on this year, it still remains to be seen, could easily be made up in 2021. 
Bernie, on any Saturday, what happens if, let's say, the NFL did play out on Saturday and it was Jacksonville and, let's say, the Jets going up against Alabama-LSU? Alabama-LSU would dwarf that NFL game, I would think, wouldn't it? Or no, am I wrong on that? Well, they might dwarf it in viewership, but they wouldn't dwarf it in handle, Arnie. They're going to go up against the NFL. The NFL is still going to get a bigger handle than college games. The reason that college football is so significant in terms of the sports books vis-a-vis the handle is because there's so many games. I mean, you've got 125 Division One games or teams playing every weekend, whereas right. you've only got right 32 NFL teams playing. So if Alabama played LSU, like you said, you might get more viewership. But if Jackson, I don't care if Jacksonville's playing the Hoboken Zephyrs. It's the NFL. <laughs> People are going to bet the game. They're going to bet the total. They're going to bet the first half, the second right. half, the in-game betting, the props, the blah, 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 right on down the line. So as long as the NFL is on TV, they're going to, they're going to get a significant handle. They are king. I got to look up the Hoboken Zephyrs after to see what they. Uh, I got to see what they're over under. They're, 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 yes. they're actually a fictitious. Uh, they're a fictitious <laughs> team from the Twilight Zone. I bet the Sager would remember that episode. Oh, okay, I thought the Jacksonville Jaguars. They couldn't get to London, so they were moving to Hoboken instead. Yeah. <laughs> uh, real quick, uh, saying in the NFL, Tom Brady. A uh, lot of excitement. Don't know if you've heard. He's in Tampa now. No, no. Ar- Arnie still thinks he's in New England, but anyway, <laughs> neither here nor there. Uh, what What do we got on Tom Brady and his impact on? any of the markets, props, or otherwise? You know, it's hard to believe it, guys, but 26 days from today, the NFL kicks off as long as it starts on time, that Thursday night game. So Tom Brady prop bets have hit the boards, and there's three key ones, and you have to look at this and say, wow, the guy's 43. He's getting a lot of respect, and here's what I mean by that. Tom Brady is 12-1 to to win the NFL MVP. Now, here's why I don't poo-poo that number, and I'm wondering if something goofy could happen because – Turn back the clock two years ago and last year, you've got Lamar Jackson and Pat Mahomes winning those awards respectively. Did anybody think those guys were going to do it at that time? They weren't even talking about them. To give this some perspective, Brady's 12-1. to Matt Stafford, who's a lot of folks' darling, he's 35-1 to to win the MVP. Wow. So Brady getting a lot of respect. Here's the other thing. Uh, will he lead the league in passing yards? 10 to 1. I don't like that one because his over-under is 4,169. He threw for a little over 4,050 last year. And, oh, by the way, last year's passing yards leader, some guy named Jameis Winston, he threw for 5,100 yards. So I don't think Brady will win in that category, although those odds aren't great. But over-under passing yards, 4,169, that's only 260 yards per game, and he's got a lot of weapons, the guys that can run you know, after the catch. So I do like him to go over the passing yards. Don't know so much about the MVP, but there's no great bargains here when you can get someone like Matt Stafford at 35-1. to 1. Bernie, as we let you go, my brother forcing me to tell you this, he either bet 50 or 100, he doesn't remember to win 5,000 on Columbus, and he bet 50 on the Islanders to win 800 uh, before the season started for the uh, Stanley Cup, start hedging back. Anything can happen. We all saw. Listen, we give saw me Colum- half of it. How about we, that? He won't even we, do we, that. We, we saw Columbus as an eight seed not only beat the number one seed Tampa Bay last year, yep. they swept them. Right. So right. playoff hockey is a whole different animal. And before we shut down the show, guys, in the Eastern Time Zone, it is August sixteenth, and what does that mean? Forty-three years ago today, Elvis Aaron Presley. Yes, he exited the planet. A oh. moment of silence. Oh, wow. Oh, I didn't Great know that. He'd be 85 today if he were still alive. You know what? I'm going to have a uh, peanut butter and banana sandwich. Is that what he eat? Is and that honey. What and honey. Yeah, you got to fry it in a pan with peanut butter and banana and honey. Okay. You know he was a big squash player, Elvis? 
No. He, at late in his life, I just saw this weird, small, it was like a 10-minute documentary. He took up squash, and he was like a fanatic. Wow. And, uh, yeah, actually, the exact story is, I know we got to get to Sager, but I believe he wanted to invest in like a squash, uh, like uh, a chain of squash things, and a chain of squash uh, workout facilities. His agent wouldn't let him. And people in squash believe it completely changed the course of the sport. If he had publicly backed it, they feel like he could have been he could have been like the face of squash, basically. Wow. When you guys come to Vegas, I'm going to take you to the Golden Steer for dinner. Ooh. Famous steakhouse, been here since 1957. Sinatra's favorite place. I'll request the booth that Elvis sat in. Ah, oh, there you it go. It was racquetball, by the way. I'm yeah. sorry. Same story. Right. Look at you making up stories, Torres. All right, yeah, thanks, Todd, Bernie. Yeah, but sometimes he eats squash in his pregame meal. Bernie, <laughs> <laughs> we'll be listening at the top of the hour. We appreciate that. Oh, you're that. the one. All right, thanks, guys, for having yeah, me. There you go, Bernie Fratto, straight out of Vegas, coming up at the top of the hour. Let's see what's trending out there with the buddy Steve DeSager. What's going on, DeSager? So you're saying this is the date that Elvis left the building, in a manner oh, of speaking. Oh, too soon. Uh, too by soon, the way, you sicko. Two points. Thanks for Bernie with the reference on the Twilight Zone episode. Do you what remember? Episode? No, I don't remember that one. It was called The Mighty Casey, where a guy builds a pitcher and sends him to pitch on the oh, worst the major robot. league team. Yeah, yes. the old man. Yeah. Jack Warden's the manager. That was yes. filmed the same summer at the old Wrigley Field in Los Angeles near the Coliseum. That was AAA Stadium. That was filmed at the same place, same summer as the old Home Run Derby that ESPN used to run years ago in the wow. repeats, where Hank Aaron and Mickey Mantle and these others would go to old Wrigley Field and have home run contests against each other. They made that a TV show. By nice. the way, we are on Fox Sports Radio. Homer at the bat, one of the most famous episodes of The Simpsons ever. He said Casey true. at the bat, Homer at the bat. <laughs> that was the one where he gets together with the team with Don Mattingly and Ken that, Griffey Jr. That's a trivia question. What three people are in the Baseball Hall of Fame that have nothing to do with baseball? Homer Simpson was one of them. Really? From yep. that episode, he's in the Baseball Hall of Fame? That's right. Guess who the other two are? Abbott and Costello, I assume. That's right. Abbott Who's and on Costello. First? That's right. You got it. You know, speaking of craziness and the great American game of baseball, we mentioned an hour ago how things could go in these wacky 10-inning rules of baseball. And what do you know? The Dodgers have the leadoff man at second base. That's how you start an extra inning these days. He stole third and then scored on a sack fly. So the Dodgers win six to five on the first leadoff sacrifice fly in the history of Major League wow. Baseball. Wow. Earlier history. this season, the Dodgers had the first leadoff to run homer in Major League history. Anyway, the Dodgers win it because in Anaheim, Kenley Jansen struck out Mike Trout on three pitches to end the game. Mookie Betts had the solo homer in the seventh to tie it up, his eighth round tripper of the year. Trout had his ninth of the year. That was a two-run shot in the first inning, but the Dodgers are now 15-7. and seven. The Reds' home games tonight and tomorrow were postponed against Pittsburgh. You know the Pirates are 4-14 four and 14 this year. They are already missed a series this past week at St. Louis. The problem this week is the Cincinnati player who tested positive for COVID-19, and the Reds are scheduled to play a four-game series next weekend at St. Louis. The Cardinals had been off all month until today when they won a doubleheader at the White Sox. Their record for the season had been Four two and three. three. <laughs> <laughs> it's now, they've doubled their win total in one day. Jeez. The uh, Cardinals rented 41 cars and drove the nearly 300 miles to play up in Chicago this wow. weekend. Minnesota split a doubleheader with Kansas City. They'd had a rainout in Minnesota last night. Nelson Cruz homered in each game. One of them went an estimated 448 feet. Milwaukee in 10 innings 
beat the Cubs 6-5 in Chicago. Philadelphia down the Mets 6-2. You know, Arnie, the Mets' Steven Matz is 0-4 now. He's getting clobbered now. He entered with an ERA of 8. Gave up five runs in the fifth of this L. Like 10 or something. L. Cleveland beat uh, Detroit again 3-1. to one. Shane Bieber, the All-Star Game MVP last Justin's summer. brother, I think. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. Maybe a distant cousin. 4-0 <laughs> and o for the Tribe. Cleveland has beaten Detroit 19 straight times. Wow. Jeez. The Braves ended a four-game losing streak, winning 2-1 at Miami. Tampa Bay against Toronto in Buffalo was not rained out, but suspended by rain in the fourth. They'll resume it from that point tomorrow. Bottom of the fourth, Tampa Bay leading one nothing. Yankees sent Boston to a sixth straight loss, 11-5, but D.J. LeMahieu left with a sprained thumb. Oakland last night got five in the ninth and wound up beating San Francisco. Tonight, the A's with four runs top of the ninth, and they win at San Francisco 7-6. to Victories for Baltimore and Houston, for Texas and Arizona, which held off the Padres 7-6, throwing out a runner at the plate to end the game in a playing game in the NBA went to Portland the eighth seed eliminating Memphis 126-122 so Portland in its last four games close games all of them won all four and the Blazers are seven and two in the bubble now so they face the Lakers first round of the best of seven games one and two are Tuesday and Thursday nights New Orleans fired coach Alvin Gentry Sacramento assistant GM Pasha Stojakovic resigned at the UFC 252 feature bout tonight in Vegas heavyweight Stipe Miocic won a unanimous decision over Daniel Cormier Washington of the NFL will activate quarterback Alex Smith tomorrow the Packers gave nose tackle Kenny Clark a four-year extension and in the NHL top seed Vegas three games to none leaders after edging Chicago tonight two to one game fours tomorrow playoff wins for Tampa Bay Arizona and Boston which won despite the fact that they found out a couple hours before the game today that star goalie Tuka Rask left opting out of Mm. the postseason and he's up for goalie of the year the Vezina trophy this year left to be with his young family back to you Thanks to Sager. Welcome back to the Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's brought to you by GEICO. It's easy to save 15% or more in car insurance with GEICO. Just go to geico.com or give them a call, 1-800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, well, that's figuring out which way is easier. You want to be part of the show, Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius 1, something we didn't get to, by the way. Pelicans fire their head coach, Alvin Gentry. Five years there, by the way. Um, plum job, you think, huh? Maybe some guy uh, named Zion. I, I mean, my goodness, uh, there should be people running left and right to try to get that job, wouldn't you think, or what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, and um, you know, it's funny because Alvin Gentry, people don't realize this was his fifth head coaching job. Wow. So when you get fired four times. Uh, this was probably inevitable that he wasn't going to figure out how to maximize this roster. Uh, have no idea who could get the job. I saw Ty Lue maybe a favorite. He, of course, the Pelicans GM, worked with him in Cleveland. But, yeah, it was time for a fresh start. And, yeah, as you said, Arnie, loaded young roster. Drew Holiday. I still believe in Lonzo. I might be the last one. Brandon Ingram's awesome. And, of course, Zion, too. What happens if Zion turns has a year where he actually loses weight in the offseason? comes back real healthy, doesn't have to miss games, no minute restrictions. What are we looking at here? Uh, uh, 20 a game score, 25 points a game score, uh, 10 rebounds, or we're just making too much of him, and he is what he is right now. 
Well, he averaged uh, 22 and a half a game uh, throughout the entire season, and that was even with the lim- minutes restriction. But restri- how many games is, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, I was going to say right. minutes restriction when he got back to the bubble. So, I mean, he was averaging like 23 a game when he was playing before the bubble. So, to me, I mean, the sky is the limit. But, I, I, I listen, I think at this point it's fair would to you, ask. Would you, would you, the sky is the limit like he's Kobe, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, uh, you tell know, you this, Kobe didn't average twenty three as a rookie. Oh, don't, don't! You're not saying what I think you're saying. I'm saying the sky is the limit. I'm not saying he's going to be better than Kobe. I'm saying the sky is the limit. Because if you say that, you'll have to get fired. Plus, I'd give out your home number. Arnie, you're the one that almost got fired <laughs> over Kobe. Don't put, don't throw this on me, Mister um, uh, Kobe's got a broken leg or whatever. We, we you, people don't forget Arnie. You want to get an Aaron underscore Torres? I've been stinking genius one. A couple things I want to get to before we get to the next segment. We give our picks out there. Um, is baseball going to be okay? Uh, you know, it's like day to day. I never know who's going to play, who got suspended, you know, which teams actually, um, games got canceled and how are they going to make up all those games? What did the Sager say? 10, um, double headers scheduled for, uh, for the Cardinals. I mean, it's, it's going to be absolutely insane. Oh, is major league baseball going to make this through or, or are we going to be okay here or no? I mean, if they didn't, if they didn't give up yet, I just can't imagine them not pushing through until the end. I really can't. And you know, it, listen, w- it's easy to say we shouldn't do this, but don't forget. I mean, the MLS had that thing going, and right before the start, two teams had to pull out of the event, and it sucks. And do I hope the Cardinals can make up all these games? Do I hope there's a way for there to be some sort of competitive balance in terms of what the final records look like? Yes, but I, I think if there is another outbreak, whether it's the Cardinals or someone else, I don't think we can stop the season. How come we're not saying anything about the NFL? I mean, we canceled all the preseason. We pushed back camps. We're really not practicing. You sure we're okay? Everything's okay here? We're not doing anything, but everybody keeps saying we're okay. Don't, don't a week from now tell me, oh, who saw this coming? I, I don't want to hear that argument anymore. Yeah, uh, Eric uh, Roberts brought up a good point before the show is that we would be in the heart of preseason. We'd be breaking down preseason oh. stuff right now. Joe Burrow. My preseason Hall of Fame and all that stuff. Well, you, you know what we should do next next Saturday? Yeah. We should just make up a storyline for the day, right? <laughs> so, like, uh, next week will be week two of the preseason. So, who do we got? I'm trying to look at the schedule really quick of what the preseason would look like. We should just be like, okay, uh, so the, the Bengals played today. Joe Burrow, three interceptions. I don't Ooh, know, Arnie. Yeah. I don't know. Let's see. Next Saturday we would have, oh, Browns at Packers next Saturday. So, uh, Baker Mayfield, Arnie, I don't know. Two picks, uh, one fumble. I just, I don't think this that, is, I don't think it's going to work. That's what the boss is going to want us making stuff up. Yeah, I, he's going to love that. Hey, they say the NFL is always, uh, it always sells. So we could just make up preseason stuff that would have happened. Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius One. We'll come back. We'll give you our picks and we'll tell you about uh, our NBA bracket contest. All that's coming up next uh, right here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, everybody, because we were all robbed of March Madness this year, Fox Sports Radio has created our first ever NBA playoffs bracket challenge. Very excited about this. That's right. It's bracket time, but for the NBA playoffs. Just go to foxsportsradio.com right now or at any point over the weekend to fill out your NBA playoff bracket. 
You'll compete against Fox Sports Radio hosts and fellow listeners. And by the way, the winning bracket does get a free Westinghouse 50-inch Roku TV. So check out FoxSportsRadio.com to fill out your NBA playoff brackets. The boss has called, and they will allow me to participate, even though I have unfair super knowledge on NBA picks. Um, so they're going to let me participate. I actually heard the call. The bosses called and said, who the hell is that guy on the air with Torres? Did he break into the studio? Who is that old man? Usually they go, it's unfair for you to participate in something like this. We want to leave it to people like Torres and Ben Maller where, you know, our listeners can beat these guys in the contest. Yeah, right. But um, we'll go ahead and let you in there, so. Yeah, very nice. Right. Matter of fact, give me a little music. I'll tell you who I like. Let me go and give you some picks. I I might not tell you a series, but I'll tell you who I like. Um, I do like Portland plus the five and a half against the Lakers. Even I think they could pull off the upset. But if they don't, I think five and a half is going to be way too many. I'm taking the five and a half in that one uh, uh, against my Lakers right now. For game one, I will actually be on the other side of that one. I like the Lakers. Wow. I just think Portland, it's been a lot of exerted energy over the last couple games to get to where they are. They had to survive against the Nets. They had to survive against the Memphis Grizzlies today. And uh, I think LeBron and AD come out relatively fresh. I like the Lakers minus five and a half on, I guess it's Tuesday night. Tuesday night. By the way, uh, Bernie and Brian No got me pumped up. I guess I'll take the over 228, considering the three games this year have gone over 248. So, damn, that seems like stealing to take the over in something like that, Torres. I. I didn't, uh, I didn't think about that, but I might as well jump on that one, too, you know? Absolutely. Second pick for me, yeah. I'm going to steal from you because you had it earlier. Uh, I like Boston minus 5.5. It opened. Yeah. Boston is a four-point favorite. It's already jumped a point and a half. I just think they're the better team, and I think the, the Sixers are banged up. Obviously, no Ben Simmons. I know they, they rocked the Rockets last night, but I like this, uh, the uh, Celtics you know, for the Sixers. We talked about how Toronto still played great ball. Um, without Kawhi Leonard, now that he's gone. The Celtics have played phenomenal basketball, even when Kemba Walker is not playing or is on minute restrictions. They still have some great young talent between Tatum and Jalen Brown. Uh, You're right. I'm laying the points in that one also. A difficult game here, though. I think I'm going to take the points again. Give me Dallas plus six against the Clippers. I'm not saying it could be an upset. Six is not a lot of points. They're the number one seed in the West for a reason. They're yeah, not the best they could be in the, the number one on team, but at the same time, they we, we didn't fight uh, as hard as we fought in the bubble to just say, "All right, we the eight seed and go out here and just get beat up on." Uh, we feel like we have a chance in the series against anybody in this league. Uh, we feel like we got a chance in this. Well, good luck to you. Give me Den- okay. uh, Dallas plus the six, though, against the Clippers. I think it's going to be a close one. I like the Clippers in that one. And by the way, Arnie, before we go, you got to make a finals prediction. I uh, I had Clippers-Celtics preseason. I had Clippers-Celtics pre-bubble. And I'm going Clippers-Celtics. I got Lakers-Celtics Whoa, in the Lakers. NBA Finals. My Lakers make it to the NBA Finals against the Celtics. Woo. And my Lakers win it in six. Wow. You like that, huh? I do. Didn't you just say that you like the Blazers in game one? That's right. So what, though? There's, it's a best of seven. I don't I know, know if you noticed that. I know, but, you know, you lose game one as the number one seed. The pressure goes on. I'm just saying, you know. 
Be be careful of that one. So Portland wins the first one, but I still think the Lakers go all the way to the finals. By the way, how bad is that going to be? Have Lakers, Celtics in the NBA finals, and you can't have fans, um, you know, and play in uh, in Los Angeles and Boston. How bad is that? You're right. No, that'd be a bummer because obviously that's a great rivalry, and it's crazy because living here in L.A. uh, during this quarantine, they were re-showing a lot of old Lakers games, and we got a lot of – Got a chance to rewatch a lot of those finals games from really 08 and 2010 when they both met in the finals both years. Uh, so it'd be cool to get, but it would be a bummer that there's no sta- fans in the stands, obviously. Remember, go to foxsportsradio.com for the NBA bracket challenge. I should offer 100 bucks to everybody that could beat me. You should. But, uh, you'd go broke oh, and you'd have to get up. another job, and then I could do this show uh, with a real professional, whoever Thanks that may be. to Don, our technical director, Eric Roberts, our producer, DeSager, with the updates from my partner, Aaron Torres. Uh, I'm back on Sunday with Chris Plank, same bad time, same bad channel, 8 p.m. to 11 p.m. Pacific, 11 p. to 2 a. Eastern. So uh, I'll be back tomorrow. Bernie Fratto, straight out of Vegas, comes up next. <laughs> Why are we not there, Torres? Why are why don't we ever get to go to Vegas? We'll see what he's got to say. He'll break it on down. And my goodness, the best hour of radio you're going to want to listen to. Bernie Fratto coming up next for Torres. I'm Spanier. This is Fox Sports Radio. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Now playing only in theaters. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me, like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it gonna like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. 